0: Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, possums. We are sitting here mere days. Scratch that one day away from the NFL season. You better get fired up. We're fired up. We're going to bring you some damn news. Follow us on Twitter at Offensive Points. We are going to be slamming the news all day. As soon as we get it, you will hear about it. So get us on there. If you have any questions that you would like us to cover or tweet back to you, get at us there. Get on Discord at IDP Army. We've got a ton of ways to get in contact with it. I will give you Josh Hall's personal cell phone number if you would <laughs> like that. Um, so. 636. six, Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. I was saying. Say I got go it for it for it. on my phone. I'll look it up right now. Hey man,
1: I did the dollar thing, and only one person took me up on it. So you think people are really going to call me?
2: That would be incredible if they did. In the let's, not let's not do it.
1: Let's not do it. Oh, okay. Just so, just yeah.
0: You're going to get so many dick pics. Oh, dude. I well, now, now I would have. So now we're definitely not doing it. <laughs> All right. So we got football, boys. What's up?
1: What's happening? Well, I would say draft season's over, but Billy's got a draft in about 40 minutes, so uh, yeah, draft, it's kinda season hilarious. Is, draft season is ending and the real season is starting. And I think we're just all excited to like finally be here. We've talked yes. about it for the last you know eight months, and
2: let's play football is back. Let's get into it because I am sick of the preseason. I'm sick of this. Camp news nonsense on twitter about oh this person's gonna break out this year well now we're actually gonna find out that person's not gonna break out this year i am f- sick of those conversations so yeah. let's just get to the business we're here for the meat and the potatoes of fantasy football so
0: all us possums have been working all, yeah. all off season for this so Time to right, started to with started that. with
2: dynasty. Now we're you know we just passed the redraft portion of the preseason, and now it's time to actually start winning some championships. So, without further ado, let's get right into the news. So, uh,
0: I'm going to say done for the season.
2: Exactly. We'll we'll I'll save done my Jacksonville this. take. We'll get into Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler didn't practice today. He practically well, practiced a little bit to the side, but he didn't have a full practice um, because of, I think it was a hamstring. problem yeah so this brings up an issue possibly we're we're obviously recording this on a wednesday the full practice report like who's not playing won't be out until saturday ish so maybe he makes a full recovery just kind of something you need to monitor adam Schefter is usually good for those kind of things um so what do we think going into this weekend Are are you a little nervous about austin neckler what do you think josh
1: um as an Eckler owner in dynasty because it's the only place that i actually own him um i i mean i'm worried because nobody wants to see that soft tissue injuries can always be a problem quads hamstrings whatnot groins um but i i mean this from what i'm reading i haven't actually seen a clip of it but it didn't it didn't sound like he limped off the field it didn't sound like he was obviously not carted off or anything like that so i think this is probably more of a precaution than anything um i imagine he'll play but if it gets worse like you said we'll find out in the next couple of days unfortunately we don't really get that information but i mean this is the thing about having backup running backs and making sure that you have someone there in case these situations happen hopefully you guys drafted and did do a zero running back strategy with just him right now so um look at larry roundtree look at justin jackson maybe speculative ads right now um Who knows who the backup really is there Josh Kelly's still there too. I don't even know.
2: Yeah, he is. And there's a very good chance they bring in somebody else too, because you know, the chargers like that, you know, Latavius Murray's snooping around after being cut by the saints. So, you know, maybe the chargers want to make it even more confusing and add him. Maybe they bring Todd
1: Gurley to LA again. Exactly.
2: You know, know, he's already probably living out there. That'd be a good ad for them (laughs) just to make things more confusing. Uh, Joe, what do you think? What's your take on the Austin Eckler issue?
0: Yeah, I'm with Josh. I mean, you gotta back it up there um with the other guys. I think Roundtree is a guy probably more over the season than than the first week. Um, but uh no, I'd be really afraid to start him with what we know now going against that defense. Um, the Washington. That is uh it's kind of freaky there. Um the Washington but, Red Hawks. Yeah, yeah, that front seven could easily I think just seeing him, he might just hurt his uh, hamstring a second time and just be out for the game.
1: And that's another (laughs) Red Hog first down.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. That's that. Yeah, that list of names, by the way, there was a couple (laughs) in there.
1: I think Red Wolves, like Wolves would just be cool. Like, why do you got to be the Red Wolves? Wolves would be cool. That would be a cool name. So That's the only know. animal that I like, but like the guardians and whatever else. I, got. I just like that.
2: They put the football team back on there. Like, oh, we might just do this. This might, the just, whole so this just, might just be our thing from now on, which please, for the love of God, do not choose that one. That was my um, favorite
0: sticker in the draft that I saw. One of my drafts, it said Washington. It just said football team and bright, bold. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm so pumped about that.
2: I know. I like when you're drafting on like ESPN or whatever. When you draft their defense, it just says you drafted the football team, and yeah. it's like that's funny. Yep. this is a funny name. I can't believe that we're still calling him that. Um. All right, let's move on to the next set of news. I kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Latavius Murray officially out in New Orleans. Uh, and Joe, you kind of mentioned it before we got on here, but Tony Jones is your new RB two. For the Saints. So, I can't. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I
1: can't believe they just cut Lap Murray. I mean, I get it. They said they tried to work out a contract to lower his contract a little bit, but it's still wild to me because Lap Murray has been so efficient, really, as a backup and as a starter when Gamara wasn't playing. So mm-hmm. it was shocking to me that they were just like, nah, we can't. We're not doing it anymore. And so it's not like they're paying. I mean, I guess they are paying Jamie and Kasem for some reason. Uh,
2: but, Tony Jones, the new guy. Yeah. Kamara put on Twitter, he did the like, he did an emoji where it looked like he was like not happy about that. So, you know, let's just go ahead and piss off the starting running back by getting rid of his friend. I'm assuming it was his friend, you know, as they are in the running back room all the time. So, we're together um,
0: what, three years now? Yeah. So I, I think so, I don't know
2: why you would do that. But hey, we're not the Saints. We don't make those calls. Dude, Tony so, Jones looks great, though. He, does. he I, does. I picked
0: him up everywhere. What'd you say, Josh? He's nine we'll, we'll percent in it. Yeah.
2: Nine
1: percent owned right now. Only he 9%. went up like a solid six percent
0: over the last
1: day and a half or however long the news was. I mean, Lat Murray was going right around what, hundred in the draft,
0: pick mm-hmm. wise ADP wise.
1: Pretty much like seventy percent owned or something like that. I mean, it was, yeah. so it was pretty obvious. That is
0: a direct replacement. I do expect him to pick up where Lat Murray left off with the same. I mean they can't just put Kamara in there all the time. So he's going to have the same in my mind carries, catches, snaps
2: that Latavius say, Murray
0: was carrying. Does
2: this boost Kamara's value though, too? I mean, kind of does. Definitely solidifies that he's their number one guy yeah. and with he's t- they're like taking the handcuff off of him basically. Like Tony Obviously, Jones is good, I'm sure he's not going to be what Latavius Murray was at least not year 1.
1: I mean, I yeah, guess He looked pretty good, man. I think they they like Tony Jones in the pass game. though, is the thing. Lat Murray was never like a huge. He still did it, obviously, but he wasn't like known for his pass game skills. So yeah. like, I think that's the one thing that might hurt. But at the same time, it's just it just to me, it seems like Kamara just gained another five percent of snaps.
0: Yeah, because they're mm-hmm. not going to trust Tony Jones in the, you know, the close games when they need something. Kamara is going to be in there. So five percent of snaps, his direction, absolutely,
2: for sure. Okay, well, I'm going to fold the second half of the Latavius Murray question into the next part of the news, which was that Le'Veon Bell is now a Raven. Uh, they needed a running back after they just put Justice Hill on the IR, season-ending IR as well, so they are okay. down to two whole running backs or were down to two whole running backs on the roster. Um, Tyson William fans out there, I don't like this for you. This this doesn't look good. I, I don't think that this – I don't think Bell is going to be third on the depth chart. I think he's going to be second.
1: I thought and... he was going to be a special teams guy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I would man. love to see him
2: on special teams. That would Not be the funniest man. thing ever if you had Le'Veon Bell on special teams. Could you imagine him returning kicks, though? Like, dude would come ah, out with man. some swag, like gold chains and shit. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> if he was on special teams, he would just stand there. Like, literally, he yeah. would just stand there until the play, like the play figured itself out, and then he would walk off the field. That's your... Le'Veon Bell special teams.
0: Well, I imagine action. he'd be
1: the one returning the kicks, though. Like, well, okay. I mean, fair, I w- fair
0: enough. Why would Le'Veon Bell do that? I, he would. Maybe play. he likes showcasing the fact that he runs like a 7.0.40 now. Maybe yeah, exa- exactly. All, so. right, all
1: right. Okay, okay. Time out. I can't stand by and let this blatant disrespect for Levion Bell go. All <laughs> right. So is Levion Bell going to be the starter? No. Is he going to no. be the second string guy and like really like make an impact? Probably not. But you know what he could do? if let's say, let's say Gus Edwards just isn't cracked out to be the starter, which I'm not so sure that he's going to be at, at I, I get that he's the best guy on the team right now, but he's never had that workload before. I, I just, I'm, I don't feel confident in Gus Edwards and where he was going in drafts in like the fourth round, there was no way I was going to grab that. Um, I just think that Le'Veon Bell is going to have more of a role here. Yes. It's going to be a, of a running back by committee because i think tyson williams still has it but he's also screwed too like i don't want him i don't really want to pick up Le'Veon in dynasty i'm very interested and i have him one one league i was about to drop him honestly and i just i don't think he's done he's obviously chase championship chasing at this point but at the same time like he's gonna have a role he's gonna do good i mean he was on the jets for two years and then he was on the chiefs who didn't use him so it's not like he couldn't do it right there's like in
0: dynasty if he puts up 10 points Trade him immediately.
2: Yeah, for sure. Because oh, I doubt that's yeah. going
0: to happen. But
2: I doubt. Well, it might. They're playing the Raiders, but we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, so the good thing in Tyson Williams' favor is that they signed Trent Cannon, who was most recently on the uh, New England Patriots. I think he's going to be the special teamer, Cannon. So really, this just brings me to Latavius Murray. Is it possible that they could sign him too? I mean, that's to me right next. Well, for a completely running team, that would make sense. They have The star running back still there. Yeah, but they have over 170 carries that are going to be unaccounted for in the offense. That's taken out Gus Edwards. That's taken out Lamar Jackson. You still have 170 carries from last season that don't have anywhere to go. It's not going to go more to Lamar or more to Gus, I don't think.
1: I think they go to Bell. I think they signed him for a reason. I mean, they...
2: I think they... You think he's going to get 170? Well, no, that's them, what I'm no. saying. You think he's going to get 170?
1: I, I no. you pretty so got to get another between, person. I think they're pretty much split between him and What Jason do we think Williams. Gus
0: is going to get? You think Gus is going to be, like, what, 215? Yeah, I'd say around 200. I would yeah. give him too Possibly. many. Possibly. Yeah. JK,
1: There's a
2: chance that he gets just a... Like, he's just the dude there. Well, J.K. You know? and him, he had about 130 last season, and J.K. had, like, 150, so... You would assume now that they have one guy mainly, probably 200, 215 is probably about right. Yeah. But still, I'm saying that still leaves like 100 and something carries, which Bell will probably get like 80, 90, and then that leaves. I, I
1: think that would pretty much, those 100 are pretty much split between Tyson Williams and Le'Veon Bell. I
2: just like, Bell. wouldn't you want Latavius Murray over Le'Veon Bell it, right would, it would
0: make a lot of sense for them to do that, but. I could see him going to Atlanta. I could see him going to the Rams.
2: So so where else do we think Latavius Murray could go? So the Rams, maybe. Yeah. Atlanta, I don't know. Now that they got, what's his name, Coleman, there, they they might be okay. They still don't have shit behind those two. They really don't because they just decided to cut all of the running backs after them, which was very odd from Atlanta, but who knows?
1: I could see Atlanta. I think they're probably the heaviest favorite there. But, um, I mean, you can't rule out someone like the Chargers at this point because after that Eckler, whether it's serious or not, maybe they look at the, themselves right now and they're like, wait, we're going in with these guys. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense, though.
0: I like that. Well,
2: here's another place, and I know that, Josh, you hate him anyway, but, like, Miami, for example, Murray could easily be the starter there if they signed him. Like, that, that role could easily happen if Gaskin doesn't cut it. And then Malcolm Brown, I don't think he could be the full-time guy. So Latavius another, Murray could easily fit in there if they decided to sign him. Another team of running backs I hate the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, they
1: have you know uh, Captain America behind Mixon. But at the same time, if Mixon doesn't pan out, there's not much behind there. There's hopefuls more so than anything. So really anyone that just has that one guy and then some young guys that aren't proven. Right? Really any team.
0: It
2: makes
0: sense. (laughs) Yeah, except for like Patriots, maybe. Yeah, Tavis Murray's a pro, though. I mean, he's going to come and he's going to do his job. Um, I just think
2: he's overqualified to be your third running back. So it's really teams that are looking for the two that he
0: would be – he would fit in well with right now. It's really – I mean, if he wasn't going to take a pay cut from the Saints, and granted he could say, hey, we're not going anywhere this year. I want to get a ring, you know, that sort of thing. Um, But it really depends what is he going to take. Payment wise, and yeah, for a third string running back, I mean, the Bears might do it because we like paying third stringers like fourteen million dollars. But
2: if the Chiefs had money, I'd say they should do it. They're make sense. they're missing an RB too. Um, why wouldn't they put him behind Ceh?
0: Missing Tennessee with Evans,
2: there's plenty. There's plenty Tennessee of
0: he would make a lot of sense. Yeah, Tennessee, like
2: Tennessee Tennessee would too because Evans is always hurt, so they needed yeah. a good. There's a lot of teams that make sense. It'll be interesting yeah. <laughs> to see where he ends up going. Everybody out there that's listening, if just Adam is going to tweet it out when he gets signed. Maybe he's a spec ad. If you're really, really bad at running back right now, like say you drafted really early and you drafted Dobbins, and, or hell, if you drafted way too early and got Acres, maybe this is a, an option for you. You could take Murray and just hope that he signs into a good situation. But as for right now, yeah it's kind of up in the air and there's a lot of teams that could use them. So it's just one of those things to monitor. All right. The only thing I have left is I have to get in my weekly urban Meyer hate. Um, So obviously after all the players got cut last week, they got all the rosters down to 53. The uh, number one team from the draft has the number one waiver priority. Mainly this usually means that the team that has the number one waiver priority ends up picking up like five or six people because that's just what you do if you have that because you get the first crack at all of the people that got cut. The Jacksonville Jaguars went with one person, one person. That is, it's, it's I have never seen that before from a team that had the number one waiver priority. One person. That the hell are they doing? I I, I don't get it. I, I hate Jacksonville. Urban Meyer does not know what he's doing. Maybe this the blame is on the GM too. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the power dynamic there. But if you're Urban Meyer and you're not like out there fighting for the people that got cut, like you have first crack at all of these people, I have no, I have no like no faith that you can do the job. Sorry, just don't. I
1: gave you the spotlight and everything. I thought you were going to go on on and on, but I was you said you were going to go mild, off
2: though. So. That was pretty mild. It was yeah. mild, but I just. I mean, you could tape all these Urban Meyer things together that I've said, and it's just like, it's just incompetent,
0: and I yeah. don't get it. I don't Once it repeatedly it. happens, it doesn't it get the same amount of rage or the same amount of uh, passion. Yeah. I guess it's, he's just kind of you know, used to it. He's very stupid. So He's just, just used to it by him. now.
2: It's just like the first couple times, it's like, okay, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. This, it's just like, this, <laughs> literally, you have the first priority on every player how long do they keep waivers for it i don't know when it i think it resets i'm not sure i'm not sure when it resets i don't know if it's this entire week
1: one or like after like records or
2: i honestly cannot remember i I don't know if it's for this entire season or not but it's just the fact they have it i've never seen a team that's the first like you're the worst team in the league literally that's what that being that number one waiver party means and you didn't find any of the players that got cut good enough to come onto your bad team. Really? Really? Uh, Not even to try it. Not even try it out. Like
1: back, to back to lat Murray. uh, That would be a great spot for him.
2: Oh, they the, won't, they won't sign it. Like no, they won't no. do it. They won't do it because it's, it, it would be a good idea. So naturally Jacksonville is going to go the opposite direction of that. And they're going to go, In a weird one, so whatever. He probably, you
0: know
2: know what's not going to shock me is if Carlos Hyde just leads the team in rushing just because he likes Carlos Hyde. And it doesn't make any sense because James Robinson's the better running back, but Urban Meyer likes Carlos Hyde more because they had a national title run in 2014. So clearly that would be cool. No, it's not going to happen. All right. I'm done. Stupid Sorry. I need, I need to get the Jackson. I know gonna, He's going to piss me off this entire season, Joe. That's the thing. It's, it's <laughs> going to be one man. after it's going to be one after another with this guy. That's and he, Honestly,
1: I need to get back on my Kyle Pitts rants. If this is how we're going to do it.
2: I know because literally it's just going to be me hating Urban Meyer every week. He's going to make. Okay. Just wait. Just wait. Actually, I'll, let's get to the game previews and we'll, we'll do that one first. So for our game previews this year on offensive points, we're going to do, I wouldn't it's not really a game it's just more of a a device called start start sit or stop three categories you're gonna have the start players these are the players we're not gonna tell you to start your studs if you have studs on your team start the studs can we all agree on that yeah yes. I didn't
1: I didn't tell them to start anyone that's basically anyone at the top exactly. of the exactly if you, you have
2: Alvin Kamara if you have Saquon Barkley if you have Derek Henry start them if you have Patrick Mahomes start him we're not going to tell you to do that because it's obvious or it should be um there might be a matchup that will be like maybe you know temper expectations but even if they're playing the best defense in the entire league i'm not going to tell you to bench your stud just not going to do it i will say there's one stud that i have
1: I didn't, I'm not telling you to bench them. I'm just going to talk about it and why I think that temper expectations,
2: but you still got to start them. If you have a, by the way, and this is another thing that I put on Twitter today. If you drafted a player in your first five rounds and you're thinking about sitting them this week because of a matchup, you didn't believe in that player. You really didn't like I, Sorry, well, it's first, because I
1: don't believe in that player. We'll we'll get to it when we get to it.
2: That's fine, but I'm saying if you if you the person out there, if you drafted a player in the first five rounds, they better be on your damn roster in week one, or you did not believe in that pick. That's <laughs> just the way it is. I, I I hate seeing these columns where it's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't start like some like I don't, I don't even know like Alvin Kamara because he's playing somebody, and it's like, no, 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 start him. He'll be fine. If, if, if you
1: drafted anyone in the first two rounds and you're not starting them unless they're injured, I don't know what you'd
2: well, just you Well, dra- if you drafted like five straight running backs, fine. Obviously, you're going to have to bench one of them. I get that. But if you drafted like a team, you know, usable players, you're not sitting them this week. Anyway, game previews. We're going to do start, start, sit, stop. It's basically merry
1: fuck, kill with extra benefits
2: pretty much is so we're going to give you a player to start we're going to give you a player to sit and we're going to give you a player to either stop fading stop worrying about them maybe a storyline surrounding that position that you need to stop worrying about something like that so without further ado i'm going to start with the first one which is going to be jacksonville versus houston so my start for this week is actually two players it's lavisca chenault and marvin jones Houston's got a bad secondary and they just traded Bradley Roby. They're starting. I think he's starting cornerback away to new Orleans. They just got worse. Like they have Justin Reed there that he is somebody that's actually good at covering, but for the rest of that, don't worry about the defense. They're bad. So start your, your wide receivers, Chenault and Jones. We're not hundred percent sure that chart's going to play. So kind of keep that into consideration. If he's out there, you're gonna start him too. Um, my sit for this game is kind of a sad sit. sit I'm not gonna lie, but I didn't know who to sit from this game because they're two bad teams, two bad defenses. Jacksonville's tight end. But no, yeah. I actually have uh, Kai- Kaimi Fairbairn, the kicker for Houston.
1: He wow, chose kicker. I didn't so he, he so like he's
2: him. doubtful for this week, and I don't. I hate doubtful because that makes me think they're not playing. You don't give him a doubtful status if. You know there a miracle might happen, they might, but you just need to get another kicker right now. And just
1: if you maybe, own that kicker, you need to rethink your life too.
2: Well, I mean, Houston, they're probably gonna be tough getting into the end zone, so I wouldn't be shocked if he goes off, but sit the kicker, actually, just cut the kicker, get another kicker. That's how you should play fantasy football. There's but lots of kickers. I am not here to judge anyone's abilities, so I am do you. If you need two kickers on your team, sit Kaimi and get another one. And I'm gonna stop you out there getting your hopes up after this week for Jacksonville Houston, because there's going to be players go off in this game and you're going to tell yourself that person's a stud. That person's really good. I'm going to be able to start them every week. You're wrong. You're wrong. These are two bad teams, two bad football teams. And there's going to be some stats in this game. Probably good. I mean, if they're bad, if both offenses are bad too, it's going to be a long year for these guys. But if there's players that go off in this game, just stop. Just stop what you're doing. Stop getting your hopes up. They're not going to be that way the whole season. So, yeah, if you, this would be a, Joe's perfect for this trade, trade them, trade your guys. If you can get a good price for LaVisca Chenault, if you can get a wide receiver one from another team, if somebody's that dumb or something, maybe somebody falters this week and you can snag somebody, maybe make that trade. But as a whole, just temper expectations. Yeah. Stop getting your hopes up.
0: This is a good point too because if you're in a dynasty league and you have James Robinson, if you're a contender, you're going to keep him on your roster. But if you're not contending this year and he goes off and has a big game, which I think he will have this week, you start shopping him immediately, and someone will make a trade for him. You can get him off your team. You don't have to worry <laughs> about the Etienne headache next year. But I think it's a good play uh, to to shop him after they have a big game. That's, I say sh- I say shop him anyway. I mean, if you get hey, you're offers.
1: Well, you might your, trade James the Price. Robinson. The
2: price might go up after this. Week. Yeah, and you might yeah. trade him for the price another is gonna go up back.
1: That, I mean, I'm not saying, even if you're a contender, don't think that you can't trade him. You know what I mean? There's yeah. People will nah. pay. Say Montgomery has a bad week against the Rams. I can see that as a good trade. That'd be a good spot.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, And if Jordan's listening out there, I'm sorry. There's not a defensive player that I'm going to tell people to start from this game. Sorry. I, I You'll get an interception. Someone'll get an interception, but I'm sure they will. But if you're trusting them to start on your football team, that's not good. Your IDP team needs to be better than that. There's Sorry, somebody John. on your There's somebody on your waiver wire. Maybe Justin Reed from uh Houston the, uh Houston, yeah. He's a safety. You see that kick that he had
0: in the preseason game? Yeah, I did. That was, he made that was the really impressive. as well.
2: Yeah, that was wildly that was impressive. Wild. Maybe is it, start him.
1: Is, wait, wait, time out. Is Fairbairn on Houston? Yes. Well, what if he's the kicker for Houston? And you start
2: and then him I'm starting him. That's a strong point. We actually need to, yeah, you need to keep that into your consideration. Tackles if, he, and kicks. if he's handling kicks as well as playing defense, yes, you that need would to be start so him. so badass. There's I name in that game didn't I even think out. about that.
0: Sure. Damian Wilson him. from Jacksonville. I think that, that yeah. if you're in an IDP league, he got the starting job once they shopped Schobert out of there. You could pick him up. Again, I would see how the waters play out. I wouldn't necessarily saw him this week, but as far as a bench stash, it's really perfect. I mean, that was my
2: uh, that was my thought process with him is like Schobert's gone, so now we'll see what he is capable of. And this will be a good week to start out because the O-line's bad for Jacksonville. And they got a rookie quarterback, so yep. that usually is a recipe for success for the defense. Or no, he's going against Tyrod, right? Just so yeah, yeah. but again, bad O line Tyrod notoriously
0: okay. It's perfect Uh, because their defense isn't that good, and you'd expect whoever they're playing, not necessarily this week, but the other teams they play are going to have the lead. They're going to be running the ball on him. They're going to do those dink and dunk passes. He should rack up tackles. For sure.
2: Okay. Jackson Houston. I'm going to go with Jacksonville winning this game. I don't think Houston's going to win a football game for a while. So I realize that Tyrod Taylor – would be the easy choice here to to win the game and have a shocking upset, but I think Urban Meyer, for all the much that I hate him, I think he gets a one this week. I just think the weapons are too much for Jacksonville, and I think they're going to be able to score easier than Houston's going to. Good,
3: love
1: it, man. Okay. <clears throat> all right, I mean, they both suck. I don't. I wouldn't be all confident about picking this one.
2: Yep, not a huge game fantasy wise to talk about, but hey, here we are. Um, I'm going to go into Miami. Versus the Patriots next. Um, a lot of division games to start out this week, which I are this, yeah, which I kind of like. I like getting right into it early. So my start for this week is gonna be Jalen Waddle. Um, obviously Devontae Parker is out there, but Will Fuller is serving as one game suspension. So theoretically that should open up a lot for Waddle. Um, the secondary for the Pats is pretty good. JC Jackson's back there, but they're missing Stefan Gilmore for the first, I think. It's either three weeks or six weeks because he's on the short-term uh, IR. So I think this will be a good game for Waddle to maybe get something going. He's also, I think, going to do kick returns. There's always a potential of something like that happening for them. So my start for this week is going to be Jalen Waddle. Any objections?
1: No, I like I like him and Parker in this one. If I had this, I probably would have picked them both because uh, Fuller is out, and I think this – Gives, Waddle Waddle was not bad in preseason and camp. Uh, from all the camp news that came out, he was you know on average on par where he should be. So you know he's going to get some targets. Obviously, Mike Geseki could be an option there too because I mean this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, they they always play the Patriots really well. So
2: yeah, I'm going to trust. I know that this is probably counterintuitive. I'm going to trust the Miami defense to give Mac Jones a little trouble in his first game. So I don't think the Pats offense is going to be. Like really good the first week. I think he'll eventually settle in and probably be okay further as the season goes on, but I think game one, I think Miami defense is gonna be in his face. saving Howard's gonna be hawking the ball. Like I think that they're gonna so be okay
1: Mac, this week. Is, is Mac Jones your sit?
2: No, actually my sit is Miles Gaskin for the, the Miami. Um I think the front seven for the Patriots is their but they people good. drafted Miles Gaskin in the top five picks, Billy. They did. I think that you made a good call there too, because I like Miles Gaskin, but for this week, I don't think he's going to be good. I think the Patriots front seven is good to go. Um, hopefully he's not your running back too. Hopefully he's more of a flex option and you maybe have a different flex option, but if he's your running back too, you're going to have to throw him out there. But I think this week he's in for a, uh, Not to mention, I would want to see how that committee
1: plays out. Um, I yeah, mean, it's, it's,
3: they're it's saying good. he's
1: not in the committee. They're saying he is in the committee, and they're like giving, which is honestly probably really good coaching advice. But um, yeah, I agree, Gaskin. I would, I would also say, obviously, not a lot of people even own Mac Jones at this point. But I think uh, anyone who does own him is not starting him anyway. But that would be my sit.
0: Yeah, I, guess, I, I would not let, start him, let him play a game. Let's maybe I think on. I think maybe. Belichick. I think you're right. He's going to sell out to try to stop that run game because I don't That's think I he think. thinks two is going to beat him. At that's, all. A, that's exactly what I, I think that is. his Which is process. why Waddle is a phenomenal pick as well, because he gets loose for one and he's then nasty. he's got your points. I like well, that. I like that.
2: Two has wanted a deep threat since he got there. And Devontae Parker is not really that. He, he can be that, but I think he's more of like a, you know, the big catch the ball at the high point against the cornerback kind of guy. Not as much a catch the ball and run. 50 yards but i don't know we'll see what happens i'm picking the patriots to win the game shockingly enough because i think that it's going to be a low scoring affair i don't think two is going to be great i think patriots are going to do just enough to win the game it's probably going to be one on the ground i think miami's defense is going to be good but i don't think they're going to be enough to stop bill belichick i agree with you man that's my assessment i love it what was your stop again Oh, shoot, my bad. Uh, Yeah, good call. So my stop for this is for people to stop thinking the Patriots are going to be bad the entire season. This game, they're probably not going to play well, and you're probably going to think, why did the hell do I have these players on my team? Why did um, they give it a Cam? Maybe not, exactly. Maybe not Damian Harris. I think he might actually be okay for this game just because of the volume that he's going to get, but, like, Jacoby Myers, like, Kendrick Bourne all the guys on the outside you're gonna be like why did I have these dudes like they're bad I'm gonna cut them after week one I'd maybe not do that I would I would just sit on it for a week maybe let Mac Jones settle in who knows maybe Mac Jones comes out and throws 400 yards that would be wild but maybe he doesn't um and you'll be like "Well, well hell I got some steals but my my overall thought is that don't think the Patriots are gonna be bad this year. I know they have a rookie running or rookie quarterback, they have a running back that you don't know if you can trust because he's got a you're usually a committee. Just I'm gonna tell people just settle in. Just all right.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this in a bit anyway, sure. because we're gonna do a little waiver wire action later. But don't cut anyone after week one. Just Especially if you drafted them in the top 10 or even 11 and 12 and you got some hopefuls, like say you got Jacoby Myers, say you have uh, one of the Detroit Lions wide receivers that you're hoping might be that guy. Since nobody really is clear there. Hold on to it for week one, it's one week, but you yeah. never know. You never know. Jacoby Meyer might have a terrible week this week and Xavier Howard might be all over him, but next week he could blow up for 25 points and then you feel dumb.
2: I agree. I, I that that's my stop for this week. Um, in the future, maybe I'll have actual like stop this one player. But for now, I think it's more of a unit thing because I think a lot of these preseason narratives are leaking into your fantasy football drafts, and I just think that's a bad bad idea, especially week one because things are going to change throughout the season. So we just need to keep a lid on it, not overreact after week one. All right. Next game, Kansas City versus Cleveland. Um, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. So, uh, for my start, every player you own for both teams.
1: It's excluding, like, McCole Hardman, right?
2: Right. But, like, CEH, Pat Ty, yeah. Ty Mahomes, Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, Jarvis Landry, Odell Chubb. Beckham, uh, Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Baker Mayfield, if you have them, like this would be the one week I feel comfortable starting everybody. I think it's going to be like a 45-42 kind of game. I think it's going to be not a lot of defense played or they're going to attempt it, but it's not going to be the greatest kind of defense. So which leads to my sit, which is both defenses. You just probably not need to throw them in there this week. Um, IDP-wise, obviously there's no Tyron Matthew. So if you have him in your starting lineup, you probably already know that. But obviously, he would be the sit for this week for defense, and then for the defensive side, start Miles Garrett. They have a brand new O line. Kansas City does. There's a lot of moving parts. They looked pretty good in the first preseason game that they all played together. But Miles Garrett's a different animal, so I I think he might be able to break through and give
0: Pat some hell in the backfield. So hopefully, he doesn't rip his helmet off and beat him with it. Yeah, hopefully, preferably not. Miles would be really cool if you didn't do that. Uh, Yeah, that'd be great is
1: Tyron Matthew actually officially out. I know there's still kind of a mystery surrounding his covid thing. I mean, he could still play. It's anything, it's right?
2: according to ESPN he is out. Oh, okay. Maybe they maybe they changed the designation, but He I, was
1: designated as cuz he's still on the covid protocol list. So technically he still could play, but
3: yeah.
2: He like, could as play. Of, as of right I, now, we As of play. right now he's out. I will look for a different option if you And if he's out, definitely don't worry about the wide receivers. Like that middle is going to be wide open if he's not out there. Sure. Um, so yeah, sit the defense and my stop for this is stop Down Baker Mayfield. I know Homer take based on the Jersey I got, but I think he's going to go out there and throw the ball as much like to keep up with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I think he's going to have that game that he had versus Lamar last season. I think he's going to come out week one and he's going to chuck the ball around the yard. Uh, what? What, what? What? He make fun Note? of me so much for talking
1: about the Eagles and, you're, you're okay, really but with no Tyron Matthew out there. And... Okay, you're talking about just for the week. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Okay, just so I can point. hate on him next week. Okay, good. I this is we're, sure.
2: this is game preview. I, I think this yes.
1: has I think this has trap game written all over it for both teams, honestly. I oh, do uh, too. Both defenses are relatively improved, not crazily improved. Um, Cleveland, I mean, Miles Garrett can cause problems for Mahomes. Obviously, you're not sitting Mahomes, but you know what I mean? Like Miles right. Garrett could cause problems for Mahomes. Uh, I mean, their their defensive backs are actually pretty phenomenal. So obviously, Tyree Kill will break one because it's Tyree Kill, and he always decides to. Well, and
2: they're they're fresh. That's the problem with the defensive backs for Cleveland. Like they'll be better as the season goes on, but game one they have to f- cover Tyree, Tyree Kill, Kill and-, and Kelsey. Yeah, and Kelsey. I mean, hopefully a linebacker is covering them, but. We'll see, I, I, you know, because I think it's the Joker is getting his start this week for him. Your first fucking job is to cover Travis Kelsey. Like, get, go get him, Rook. But I, I just, I think they're going to be, both teams are going to eat. It's going to be a lot of yards. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I can't believe this isn't the primetime game, but who knows why they chose to, to not have them. But it's going to be good. It's I think it's in the 230 slot, or 330 slot. So it'll be a lot of fun. Start both. Start your players. Start your studs. Start them all.
1: Start your studs.
2: Yes. All right, keep it going, Bill. All right, on to the next one. Got Arizona versus Tennessee. This is kind of a whack, weird game to me, honestly. Um, my start is every wide receiver on both team. Um, and that the reasoning for that is is the secondaries are kind of weird right now. Uh, Tennessee usually has a really good secondary, but. Right now, they don't really have anybody that's like – like, like nobody that's like um, – I don't know what the word is. Uh, dude. Vested. Stopping yes, exactly. Anybody. That is ready to do what the secondaries of the past have done for Tennessee. So I think Kyler is going to be able to air it out a little bit. Um, and likewise, on the other side, I think Arizona is kind of a weird spot. Mal- Malcolm Butler randomly like retired last week. Yeah. Um, which opened up a hole in the secondary because he was obviously going to start. Um, and so AJ Brown and well, Denard's out too. Yeah. 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 So, so both their
0: top corners are gone within a week. So.
2: so you got Julio, you got AJ Brown on the outside. I think Tannehill going to be able to t- chuck it to both of them and then they're going to be fine. So my sit for this one is going to be uh, Firkser actually. Uh, Arizona is actually was last season, at least shockingly good at covering tight ends. Um, that's just,
1: Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks was the tight end coverer.
2: They did. And I just think going into the game one, maybe sit him. I think Julio and AJ Brown are going to eat enough with Derek Henry. Also getting his,
1: I will say that this just actually, you helped me here. Cause I'm actually going to start Tannehill. Now I was between him and Hertz.
2: And Dude, uh, this is my I,
0: DFS stack of the fucking week right it, here.
2: It's hard not to look at the teams and get excited for the pass catchers in both of them and quarterbacks
0: as well. This is probably going to be one of the higher scoring games, probably up there with the Chiefs. Well, the thing Cleveland. is, I wouldn't be surprised if it exceeds it, actually.
1: Yeah. And they could honestly, Arizona could hypothetically stop Derrick Henry to a certain extent. Obviously yeah. not stop him completely. Derek, you're not going to sit
2: there. You no. got Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt sitting there, and ready. you got their, their so. linebackers
1: are a, a and their linebackers are either. good
2: too. Yeah, uh, so, and Isaiah. So and
1: Jordan Hicks on the bench or whatever they got. Well, here.
2: I'm sure he's going to rotate in. They've been practicing some three linebacker uh, sets, so I mean maybe they're going to deploy that package out there too. So he could have value. Um, I do you have
0: s- Buda Baker, and you're obviously starting him, but he could have a monster game. Here too. Yeah. There's going to be a lot team. of
2: passing. Buda Baker will be, he's going to have his hands full. So, uh, my defensive start will be Chandler Jones, who I think is going to be able to get as much as he wants from uh, Derek Henry and get into the backfield and have Tannehill. So, honestly, both like you could start either him or JJ Watt. I think both of them I would feel comfortable against Tennessee's O line, but. You know, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. um Side my note sp- on that. Yes.
0: Sure. On that ESPN defensive draft we did, J.J. Watt was a defensive tackle, so I drafted him. Did so you see me comment
1: on that? I was like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Joe, here, we have a <laughs> defensive like- tackle slot, and he got
0: J.J. Watt as his d- defensive tackle. I, yeah, dude, I, I was scrolling, scrolling kind of because I was doing that other draft at the same time, and I was scrolling. I was like, what the fuck? Seriously? And I drafted him immediately. Yeah. It's funny. I already had Aaron Donald, so I didn't do it.
2: Okay, my stop for this one is stop trying to understand what Cliff Kingsgaberry is going to do with the Arizona backfield. So this week is going to be a test. If you have either of the backfield or back in that uh, backfield, just maybe don't start him this week. Probably, I I don't trust Chase. either of them.
1: I trust Chase in the pass game. I don't I don't, I, don't, I don't I don't. trust, trust anyone else besides Hopkins on that team to catch balls right away i mean yeah i think Moore's, you can trust
2: rondale Moore.
1: I, I think Moore's going to get some work and i think they're going to try to deploy green and see if it'll choose we'll see what aj green's yeah, got left i just i don't know i think chase edmonds i think this is a great game for chase edmonds to get out, out there. i don't think he's going to do a lot i, I think he's going to get six or seven catches up in ppr i would play i
2: think you're right but here's the thing cliff kingsbury isn't a rational man when it comes <laughs> to the backfield That's fair. so uh, i'm going to go ahead and just wait and see i'm going to give the wait and see for this game
0: so stop I trying to understand cliff kingsbury and just let's wait and see for this week i do love the value on chase edmonds and dfs right now on DraftKings. he's 4600 and i think that can just be a shoot out of a game i do think he's going to catch a lot so he's on my dfs primer later but uh we'll get to that
2: fair enough i know uh, you know he's not my sit it's just maybe let's just i get it pump yeah. the brakes see
1: see what the see what the backfield looks like
2: of course all right fifth game indianapolis versus seattle so my start for this game is kind of a stud which i hate that i did this but i'm sorry it's jonathan taylor um
1: you're gonna start him
2: i'm gonna start him (laughs) against seattle's defense yes he is uh i i think seattle's defense as good as they are can be had on the ground and i think that
1: I, I, let's ignore this. I want to, I want to bring my actual start in. You're not going to do sure. it. You're not going to do it unless you have to, or in your dynasty. Or you the, what the hell is the point of it then? Carson Wentz could actually be a good start this week.
2: Okay. I'm, I'll see. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm Homer in here. And that's Wait, why.
2: wait for my sit because against, no against, way in fuck. Against, I'm starting.
1: I, I'm not starting him either. I don't have him on any teams. I'm just Does letting you know. It? Yeah. I'm sorry, but Carson Wentz against Seattle's porous uh, pass defense, and they're going to get their asses kicked. God, Jamal probably, Adams out there. Asses kicked it's just Jamal Adams. Who's their cornerbacks? Can you name either one of them?
2: I can't because I got rid of the two that I knew. Exactly. <laughs> that I knew. So
1: I, I'm sorry. I, I don't get me wrong. I think, I think everybody saw last year with the Eagles. I got, I'm, I'm saying this goddamn argument again. Uh, I'm just letting you know, I'm not, I'm not like starting him DFS, which Joe will get into later. I think he might have something to say about that, but all right, I'm done.
2: Okay. Well, you should have taken this preview because my sit is Carson Wentz. Um, I think the O-line for Indianapolis is going to be okay this week, not great. And I think that uh, Bobby Wagner and uh, Jordan Brooks are going to be in that backfield all day, and Carson Wentz is going to be in trouble all day. Pass catchers for Indianapolis are Pittman, and I don't even remember what that other guy's name is, but they don't have T.Y. Hilton. I, I
1: agree to disagree because nobody's starting or sitting Carson Wentz. Nobody owns him.
2: Well, that's probably true, but that's my sin. don't start Carson Wentz. I know Josh wants you to have. have I'm not. Have, t- you're not I, going to. He's going to have sure. a miracle game apparently against Seattle, but I don't think so. So that's I my. Sin. I think
1: you'll be pleasantly surprised. Is what I'm trying to get out of here.
2: Fair enough. Okay. Well, my stop for this is stop worrying about Indianapolis. So I think after this game, my my predictive storyline is that Seattle is going to crush Indianapolis. And people are gonna be worried about Indianapolis because they're gonna be like, Oh, Carson wins, he sucks everywhere he goes, and blah blah blah. Cry baby. I don't think that's gonna be a problem. I think it's a one week thing. Um I think he also Jonathan Taylor's a lot
1: of time in the preseason with he the did. and season, so. Quentin
2: Nelson was out for a substantial amount of time. So I just think this week's gonna be rough. it's against Seattle, like you just gotta give it, you know, you're gonna to have to give it a week. And I think this week you just chill. Not, I think not time to, to panic. panic.
1: I think Frank Reich is a genius, and I think he's the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl in 2017, 18, whatever. Um, so personally, I think don't worry about it. Jonathan Taylor's a stud. That defenses are all it's just a studly group, and then Carson Wentz will play better than you expect. A little worried about their pass catchers with Ty Hilton out, and it's basically pretty much Pittman.
2: Yeah. So my opinion, I think Seattle is going to win the game, and I I hope that people don't panic on Indianapolis.
1: I think Indy could, could surprise you in that game.
2: Just a heads up. It's possible. Okay, last game, Monday Night Football, Baltimore versus Oakland. Um, my start is the obvious Gus Edwards here. I think Oakland has a mm, defense. Maybe Yannick Gakway brings a little something-something to there, Max Crosby and them. But I think Gus Edwards eats. I think that they run all up and down Oakland. And my sit for the game is going to be Josh Jacobs. I think that I know pro- people probably drafted him in the first five rounds. I understand that. I think Baltimore's defense is good enough to make me, you know, second guess myself if I if that is my starter that I drafted.
1: Well, that and I also want to. I if I was a Jacobs owner, which I am not because I didn't buy in here. Um, I like Jacobs. I
2: think he's a good running back, but I want to see what Kenyon Drake's going to what kind of role he's going to have. Yeah. Which is my stop by the way, because I'm just going to have people to stop overthinking the Oakland backfield. We're going to find out this week, what the, what the split it looks like, you know, we're going to see if it's Josh Jacobs a lot. And then Kenyon Drake comes in to spell him a couple of rounds or a couple downs, or if it's going to be a split, you know, 60, 40, like we'll, we'll find out pretty quick what John Gruden's got in the store but maybe this week we don't start Josh Jacobs. Maybe we see if there's some, some other option to put in. Um, I realize he's probably your RB two, So maybe you're a little thin after that, but we'll see. My defensive pick is Patrick queen. I think this is a good game for him to get started. Um, Obviously we've gone over in the off season about how bad Oakland's O-line is going to be. And I think this will be a perfect game for Patrick queen to maybe get his name, you know, out there. We've, talked about him being disappointing um, over the offseason, so I think this would be a good game for him to really establish himself out there. Baltimore wins, by the way, pretty easily. Mm, Weird. I can see that. All right, well, that's my game previews. And
1: Billy's done, so let's get on to some real game previews. Let's get the he said the last game. Let's get to the first game. uh, Tampa Bay versus Dallas, which is has shootout written all over it. It, It's probably going to be one of the better first games of the season. I think we're all looking forward to that. Um, as I was writing this earlier, Godwin was questionable, but um obviously he is now playing. Um, but personally, I still say my star. I, I went ahead and really didn't touch on stars like Billy said he was not going to do, but then did anyway. Um, one, one. Uh, there's a couple. But anyway, Antonio Brown is my start. Um he was the
0: best wide receiver in football I mere mean, two years ago. Uh
1: but he's also drafted yeah, in seventh round. Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> with God, even with Godwin uh healthy and available, I think Antonio's poised to have a huge role in this. And I uh Bruce Arians pretty much said so himself when he said he looks like he's back to uh five years ago. Um, I I like it. I think everyone's worried that he's the third on the team or whatever, but I think Antonio's going to really have a better role this year. And I love anyone who drafted him in the what sixth or seventh round where he was going.
3: It was such uh, a steal.
1: He's only started in forty percent of ESPN leagues, so this is actually a uh, a good stat here. But I, I I'm all about Antonio Brown, and then not to mention we'll see what Godwin's quad injury actually looks like. He might be just kind of out there as a decoy, not really running full strength. Uh, My sit is Mr. Gronkowski. I pretty much want to start all wide receivers in this game, by the way, because I think it's going to be passing all day. Zeke's obviously going to get started, but I, um, I just don't like anyone in the running backfield for Tampa right now. And
2: say careful, don't talk about studs too much.
1: Um, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying obviously, I just I, I want every every wide receiver in this game pretty much. I, I would even start Gallup right now. Like I would start off all, all six. Of the wide mm. receivers all around, I mean, maybe I not for the
2: best. That that Bucks defense—they're either going to come out like really strong, or they're going to come out flat.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, Gronkowski. I just OJ Howard's back and healthy. I'm a little worried about that. Um, not saying Gronk won't have as good games, but I think they're going to be a lot more infrequent than last year. Um, and Brate's still there, and then all the other people they have on that team. And he's just—if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're screwed. Like it's going to be like three catches for 40 yards each game, maybe even less. So. Uh, and then my stop is Blake Jarwin. Stop. Just stop thinking Blake Jarwin's going to be the thing. We all thought him and Herndon before he got signed by Minnesota and the Jets. Like, there's He's just one of those tight ends that, yeah, he got injured last year. But before that, he didn't look good. Yeah, Witten was there. And yeah, he's just, to me, he just hasn't done it. He hasn't proved it. I want to see it. Um, I, I'd want to see a couple weeks before I'm really feeling confident. Most likely, he's your second tight end. Um, i just i i just i just don't want him yet um and then defense devin white he's a he's a linebacker for tampa bay i would start oh with,
2: i've never heard of him yeah i
1: would'm I'm just, I'm just kidding obviously you're starting to <laughs> know, I know no i know um no uh what's his face the the hand uh, julius peppers um no no not julius peppers the
2: hand Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah. Jesus. Firework I, I knew it was JP. Right I didn't write it man. down because I thought I had Did it had it the JP, right? That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: that's my bad. I had it, I had it in my head and it didn't work. Bears out. legend, Julius Peppers, right? Julius
0: yeah. Peppers. And then he went to the fucking Packers piece of shit.
1: <laughs> no, I think I think is gonna have a day out there. I think he's gonna really this is Dak's first real game back in action. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a little alert uh growth problems to start off with, but um, uh, my, my picks here, here's Tampa Bay. I don't think we ever really have to worry about Tampa Bay winning games. Um, they could be the pick each week unless they're playing KC. So Dallas could win. Obviously I'm not saying they can I just think Tampa Bay is the best team in the league right now, pretty much. Okay. Um, on to, uh, Denver and, uh, NFC East Wor- worst team, the New York giants. Um, my start is actually really tough to pick. So I ended up kind of doing a few, but I'm just going to go with one. The other two were Melvin Gordon and Shepard, especially if Slayton doesn't play. uh, That's a good play. And Melvin Gordon, because he's the starting running back right now, and this is the time. If you drafted him, you want him now. Like, put him in now. Anyway, Galladay is my real start, though. Um, I think this is where ADP stops mattering. Uh, Most likely, if you got Galladay, he's your fourth, maybe third, fifth wide receiver on your team. Uh, He was going in, like, ninth, tenth round. People were slipping on him the whole time. Uh, anyone who got him in the sixth or later should just be really happy right now. Cause I think he, this is where pe- he shows how good of a receiver he is. I don't like, Daniel Jones, but I mean, he's going to have to throw a lot. This team's going to be terrible. So my logic is Galladay all day. Um, and with Saquon, not fully healthy at this point, I'm still, uh, I just, I just, I don't know. I think I'll go at Gallaudet. and which brings me to my sit and which brings me to my one star that I want to talk about thinking about sitting. I get, you're probably going to play him. It's Saquon. I'm not saying, do not Do not quote me on this. I don't want you to be like, you told me to sit Saquon. I didn't. I'm telling you, think about it. Because Chubb, Von Miller, Shelby Harris, uh, Saquon is already limited. I mean, you probably don't have many options if you got Saquon because you got him as your number one or number two if you got lucky and he slips to the second round. But I say best case scenario, 14, 16 points. Like, don't look for that 30-point game. You're not getting it from him this week. I don't think he's going to be running full speed. I don't. I think they're really just testing out his knee at this point. So, anything to say about that, guys?
2: Um, I. That's not starting. There, Bill. Well, just starting a giant is going to be tough for me this week. Their secondary is really good too. I mean, maybe they pick on Sertain, maybe because they don't think he's ready, which is possible. But, like, Justin Simmons is good in the middle. That's going to be – I mean, I guess Galladay works on the outside, so maybe you wouldn't have to deal with that. But, I mean, I, it's just going to be tough for the Giants. I think Daniel Jones is going to throw, like, three picks
1: right off I, the bat. I agree. I just
0: think Galladay – It's not going to be pretty on either end. Yeah,
2: I don't think so. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game.
1: I think the sheer volume that Galladay will get is going okay. to be great.
2: Um, yeah. Anyway, my my
1: stop is stop with Judy and Sutton. Stop fading them. Why are they so low? I looked at ESPN's wide receiver rankings, and it's not because the Giants' defense is good, and it's not because Teddy Bridgewater is bad. It's because people forget how good Sutton is. And people think, oh, Judy did okay last year, but Judy didn't have anyone else running out there. It was him. Like him and Noah Fant were running around, and Noah Fant is good, but he's he's not Cortland Sutton. These two are going to be great. This is going to be a great duo. You're going to see it all year. You should start both of them pretty much at all times. Like I, I don't unless they're playing Tampa Bay and you got like some softball pitch matchups over on your other on, in your other rest of your roster. Um, I just a fan's been nursing that leg injury too this whole time. I think he's still questionable? I I think he'll probably play, but I just think Judy and Sutton are going to run all over this team. Um, Let's are getting
0: massively disrespected.
1: So, dude, thirtieth on the wide receivers in PPR, and I was both of them like thirty and thirty-six or something like that. I was just like. How, why, no. um, yeah, anyway, um, this is my defense that so I couldn't really pick that guy because they're all studs. But uh, my logic on this was Blake Martinez, um, especially if there's DFS for IDP because uh, Blake Martinez is gonna have a huge game because he's gonna have to try to stop this. He's gonna be out there trying to prove that that Giants defense can be good. Um, he's the captain there, I imagine. I didn't even know that. I just Assume he's the captain, so I think I think Blake <laughs> Martinez is just gonna have a huge fucking week. Like honestly, I could see him being the, the defensive player number one at the end of the week.
0: If he's not the captain, they're putting the C on his chest right now, dude. They Josh, like, Josh, 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 said, Josh it. Just said it. That's all. Just said it.
1: Josh Josh said it. uh Anyway, let's get to uh the next. Oh, sorry. um I think Denver's gonna win that game. Obviously, most of my games are pretty obvious. Honestly, um, on to another obvious one: Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Maybe not so obvious. Pittsburgh could win this, but hmm. Buffalo's going. I, Buffalo's I think
2: going. it could be fun.
1: It could be fun, but Buffalo's going to win it. Like it's real. Uh, anyway, my start is this one was tough because Buffalo's, you're starting everyone on Buffalo that you own pretty much. Like, you know, Diggs, maybe not the running backs. We'll talk about them in a second. Um, and then Josh Allen. Uh, but anyway, so. The two uh, guys
0: on Buffalo that you own.
1: That, I mean, you don't own that many people on Buffalo.
0: Is the thing. I was wondering I when you
2: said start everyone on Buffalo. I was like, all, all two of them? Like, I don't.
0: No, is Emmanuel Sanders going to miss this game? I think he was. Because he just cropped up on the injury report, like, I think two days ago. I think it was a hamstring. I don't know.
1: And dude, those hamstrings are tough, man. Um yeah, he is he is a limited participant today, so technically should play. Anyway, uh my starts were uh Deontay Johnson and Claypool. Um, and that brings me to my sit is Juju. Um, I think Deontay Johnson and Claypool, we saw what they could do. If you have either of these guys, you're pretty much starting them anyway, because they're pretty much you're filled up your roster your wide receiver one or two probably two um i just wanted to remind you just let you know that you should you should be starting these guys um juju is my sit uh the, the whole tiktok thing dude chill go play football i'm so sorry I know, stopped, I know you're i know you're no no i have another stop that's that's just i it happened to be in the sentence just chill <laughs> He did the stupid milk crate challenge and Mike Tomlin had to go uh, out and talk about it in his damn press conference. He's like, dude, I don't want to talk about this child
3: like <laughs> on TikTok.
1: I'm like, come on, man. Like oh, this is bullshit. I'm unfortunately having to start him in a league, but I want to see what he can do after a mediocre year, dude, he should be doing the milk crate challenge. He should be doing push-ups and trying to like do it, get on the jugs machine. Sound like you're a thousand milk crate old. challenge
0: is killing people.
1: I'm dude. All right. I know you're a TikToker, but I'm sorry, but you, as a pro athlete, you shouldn't be doing the milk crate challenge. Where you have no, so I mean, much fair food. enough. I'm
2: just saying you sound like you're a thousand years old. Okay, oh, I don't Back care. in my day, these athletes, they were taking the bus to games. They have kept these their these noses clean. Fancy, smancy planes. I don't care if he does cocaine. I just want him off TikTok. <laughs> God.
1: Anyway, my stop is actually Moss Singletary. This is obviously too late for everyone except for Billy, who's drafting right now, um, and maybe like, Three other people that randomly draft on Thursday morning. Before, oh, draft. if you are
2: drafting on Thursday morning, you are a fucking
1: boss, dude. That I such I that's a whole thing to do. That's a champ move, but <laughs> I, I think uh, as most of the drafts are over at this point, I think Moss and Singletary might possibly. I, I commend you for drafting them. I wanted to get them. I, I just, I went running back early in so many leagues. Like this would be a great team for a zero or great players for a zero RB team, um, but Moss and Singletary could potentially win you a league like that. Starting job still wide open, and honestly, other than digs, there's not there's there's gonna be some points on that team. Josh Allen obviously is gonna steal some and get some touchdowns when he's big dude. And shit, it might even be Brita at this point. Like, I just I like the running back idea. One of these three could be really good, and I don't own any of them, and
0: I'm sad. Um the only one I have is Singletary. Moss just kept creeping up there. He did
1: get he did, he did get a little higher, but he didn't do shit last year. He wasn't even good last year. Singletary. Well, I guess he kind of came in late. Later, we went through the stats with this anyway. But anyway, yeah, yeah just just stop worrying about those guys and do not drop them. It, whoever you are, keep them for the first three weeks. If Moss wins the role and you have Singletary, feel free, but don't do it right away, man. People. Everyone dropped win. Singletary last year. They did. I remember that they did. I'm I'm just saying, just hold on to a guy if you got him in a double double headed backfield, unless Moss is getting 25 carries and Singletary got two. Then yeah, think about it. All right, now onto the real game mr philadelphia meets atlanta so i love everyone in this game both of these defenses are kind of trash i the eagles i think will be a little bit improved but i think this this week i'm it will proud be of you for admitting it <laughs> no, 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 no no i think the eagles defense will be good but i think they're gonna need a game before they are actually good and this is gonna be that game where it's just like it's like 45 to 40 like it's gonna be maybe not that high but it's gonna be ridiculous um so I'm just gonna rattle off a few that are pretty obvious. Rid- Ridley, Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, uh, you're starting all of them. Um, Kyle Pitts, uh, you're, starting them. You you're starting him. Because if you starting him. If you if you drafted him there, you pretty much have to. And if it doesn't work out, I'm gonna laugh at you. But I'm pretty sure he'll do pretty good. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Singleton or um, Eric Wilson will be covering him. I'm actually really or even one of our safeties, which McLeod is still limited, so that'll be interesting storyline to watch if McLeod plays um but my start here is jalen hurts uh makings of a shootout i think yeah. whether whether he throws for 300 yards is irrelevant because he's going to run for 80 yards and a touchdown so there's 40 points or 14 points right there and then add on a passing touchdown that's 20 you got 20 right there without even any passing yards so i just i i could see this being a mike vick game like a maybe not the 60 pointer that he had but the 30 okay. 40 30 40 points that just because of the legs alone like he could run for 100 yards like that that's a running back that you and then he's got to throw the ball too so um all about it I'm all about I really want to stay, say Devonte Smith but I think you want to see it first um with mo- as as with most rookies to be a um, good
2: breakout game for him though
1: this and it, and it could be great and I have him as my like fourth wide receiver in swimming league so I really want to start him but like I have better options and I shouldn't that's being me, me a homer there. Uh, my sit is the Eagles' tight ends. If you're one of those unfortunate people who bid on bid on Dallas Goddard, uh, don't start him unless you have to, because most likely you got him in the as the eighth pick and grabbed another guy like Johnny or something. Just just don't start him unless you have to. Um, I think he I think Goddard's the starter, but I, Ertz is still there. So Ertz until he gets traded. Or you see who gets the line share of targets. I don't wanna I don't wanna say either one. If you have to, I I have to start Goddard or Ertz in the league because those are my tight ends. So I lost Earth RIP. Um my stop is Gage, Russell Gage. Stop. Just kidding. Stop sleeping on him. Dude's gonna be a fucking beast. He's gonna win, he's gonna win people leagues this year. Ninth, tenth round. Um, uh, like the targets are there. He's gotta get Julio's targets, unless somehow Alemides Zacchaeus comes out and he's the dude which I don't think he is and even if Kyle Pitts is good I don't think it matters I think there's still so many targets to be had and eventually what's gonna happen like Ridley's gonna go off on the Eagles like probably even even with slay slay's gonna get all pissed off it's gonna be funny uh maybe not so funny but
2: um but I think funny this, like, funny for you or funny to laugh at you
1: yeah fuck
0: yourself. It'll be uh, funny for us, not you. It'll be yeah, hilarious for us.
2: That's
1: fine. But I'm just saying I think what'll happen eventually is people will see that Ridley is the number 1. Even if Gage has a bad week this week, I think eventually Ridley's going to get double covered a lot more and Gage is just going to be and then eventually say Pitts is good too. Then everyone's going to zone in on him and Russell Gage is just going to be tra la la down the field and getting free points. So, uh I'm not saying start him if I I actually am interested in starting him here. Um, I would Mainly because Ridley could get shut down by Slay and could be shadowed by Slay all day. <laughs> nice.
2: Um,
1: and yeah, just saying. Think about it. Don't don't worry about it. I feel like uh, Russell
2: Gage is going to be the DFS king for like the first couple weeks because he's going to be priced right really low. He should be. <laughs> he yeah. is very cheap.
1: I he's actually uh, projected eleven points in Yahoo right now. That's surprising. Yeah, I was I was like okay, and it's half point PPR too, so I was like okay. I guess they assume he's getting a touchdown, which and that's the thing is he could easily just get a touchdown. Like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: all
1: right, all right, Anyway, uh, my winner here is Philadelphia. And I think it's not a surprise to you guys that I'm picking it, but I think it's a surprise because I think people think Philadelphia is losing every game. And I think that this is the game where we won't look, it won't look pretty. Our defense will look a little sloppy. We'll probably give up way too many points, but I think Jalen hurts will really show like, I think he, I think he's got a lot to prove right now. And I think he's up for it. He's I don't know if you've seen him in any press conferences, but he's a, He's a he's a champ, dude. Like he's just out there. He's like, I'm proving it every day. That's my job. He's not being a dick about it. He's not cocky about winning the job over Wentz or whatever.
2: I've um, listened to so many season previews where they have Minshew coming in at like week six or seven to take over. And I'm just like, I just don't think they're gonna do that. I don't either. I think if let's say hypothetically worst case scenario,
1: Hurts just isn't that dude. It's like it's gonna be way too late before we even replace him because we're gonna stay at least competitive. But I don't think that's the case. I think that I think the Eagles have been slept on by everyone because of one bad year. I've talked about this. I'm, not, I'm done with that. Anyway, I think, they're,
2: I think they're gonna go quarterback after this year if Jalen Hurts is bad. Oh, like it's, it's not like it's, it's gonna bad. be Minshew's team next season. Like it's either Hurts or a new quarterback. There's no Minshew bullshit.
1: I'm pretty sure it means on like a one year contract, isn't it? Or is it maybe two? I, I don't it's know. Not what do not anything. Got from it's not. It's Yeah, it's anything big. Anyway, regardless, I'm done talking about Philadelphia. Let's, let's see it happen. I'll, I'll talk to you guys about it next week. Uh, Cincinnati, Minnesota is my last game. Um, I have my start as all of the wide receivers not named Jamar Chase. Uh, you're obviously starting Jefferson, Thielen, but you should also be starting T. Higgins and I believe Tyler Boyd as well. Um, I think this I, I know Minnesota's defense is good. I, I think that there's gonna be I don't think they're that good. They're not they're not great, they're not bad. They got they got some defensive backs out there though. Um not saying they're gonna be champions of best defense in the league or anything, but I think the, the real play here is Tyler Boyd. That's why I'm saying start him. Jamar Chase looked terrible, terrible in preseason and camp, and there's no good report that I've seen of him. Uh, and maybe this is just a fluke. Maybe they're just, you know, maybe he is that good and he doesn't really even need to prove it. But I think Tyler boy, this would be the week where you might actually see him be the number one in on, on the wide receiver in Cincinnati. So um, I think they're both poised for b-rolls and let's just, let's just see how, uh, see how chase does his first week. I'm pretty by much low,
2: by low on chase
0: if he does bad, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Agreed. Um, Which wide receiver to... lines up on the right side for the Bengals? Do we know that? Is there a consistent one? I don't know. Patrick Peterson's not. gonna take that guy out of the game. So well Patrick Peterson
2: oh, I forgot getting... he's on
0: Minnesota. So yeah, he was exactly. getting
2: burnt a little bit last
0: year though. So I don't he's know. He's still that. gonna take I'm those guys good, out.
1: Anyway, I'm just saying I think Tyler Boyd is think about it, you know, you don't have to worry about it. I like uh, it. So my sit and stop is Joe Mixon. Stop with Joe hmm. Mixon. He has only ever been okay. And if you drafted him in the second round before Najee, Gibson, and Eckler, even with the hamstring injury, or one of the elite wide receivers, I feel bad for you. I think you're going to lose your league this year. I think this is my hottest take of all of them. I think Mixon will have explosive weeks, but I think you'll probably be sitting in for them because he's going to go out there and score six points a game for three weeks, and then you're going to be like, oh, shit, I got this guy off the waiver wire, or I have my fourth string running back that I'm putting in because I'm tired of Joe Mixon sucking. Um, and he's going to go off for 45 on your bench. That's what's going to happen with Joe Mixon. He's basically the Brandon Cooks of running backs. Um, with that offensive the line,
2: Brandon we're, Cooks of running
1: backs. I'm just I'm coining that now <laughs> with, with that <laughs> offensive line and the Vikings defense. He is set for a bad start to the season. The only thing you got for him from him, maybe, is that Joe Burrow is just so pressured so fast that he has to dump it off to Mixon, and you're going to get like six catches for the 12 yards that he can get out of them uh no i'm just kidding he could be good in the passing game i think that's his only really redeeming factor i just don't think he's good i think that this is probably i think he's gonna like start off in like the top 10 of people's weekly running backs or whatever and then he's gonna slowly decline to like bottom 20 so
2: or circle back to joe's question literally i looked at four different websites just now all of them had a different person at the right lining up on the right side so i don't think there is a consensus they're just going to keep rotating them around the whole field exactly it It made no sense they had t higgins one of them had t higgins in the slot and i was like okay well t higgins is not a slot receiver so i know that's not right so Uh, yeah
1: anyway um i forgot i know i just realized uh before oh i could just finish this one up i guess um my uh anyway yeah i just don't like joe mixon i'm i actually was talking to a guy who's doing a fancy football draft and he told me about his other team that he got, and he said he grabbed Mixon in the second round, and I was just like, why?
3: <laughs> anyway,
1: uh, my, my defensive player is – this is another one that's kind of obvious, but uh, just because he's – if you have him, you're starting him anyway. Uh, Sam Hubbard, he is the tackle machine for defensive end. He's basically a linebacker. I don't know why he's technically a defensive end, but I appreciate it because he had like 70-something tackles last year, and he's probably going to have 70-something more. Um, I think he's going to be all over Dalvin Cook. I obviously Dalvin Cook's going to still have a good day, but he's going to get probably five tackles on Dalvin Cook easy, and then maybe even get one of his like six or seven sacks each year because Cousins isn't that quick, and Hubbard's a Hubbard's a big dude. So um, going back, I am done after this, but uh, I forgot to say my defensive start. Um, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't touch much on the I really just all the safeties like. Not, not really the Eagles. I, I don't really trust uh, our, our dudes out there. McLeod's injured, and um, I already forgot the guy we got from Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, definitely look into the safeties. Uh, linebackers could be fun, too. I mean, like I said, this, there's just going to be a lot of balls flying around the field, so someone's going to get a pick, but I don't feel strongly about one person or another. Um, just look at safeties. In games like this, I always love streaming a safety. Uh, even, like, our third-string guy, if McLeod doesn't play, would – Idea, an idea if you don't have an idea there. So anyway, I'm done. That's my start sit right. stop. Get it, Joseph.
0: All right. So I'm gonna start off with Green Bay and New Orleans. Um, I'm very excited to watch this game. I've been so excited to see Jameis start throwing the rock around um out there. Uh really, there's been a lot of defensive turnover on both teams. Um, so I think that uh we could we could see a complete shootout here. So my start is Jameis. I think he's going to come out. Really only has to worry about Jere Alexander. Um, Zedarius Smith is probably going to miss this game. So I think that gives him plenty of time in the pocket there. So that is my start with it. Um, my, my other start, if you're in like a 14-team league, uh, A.J. Dillon, I think Green Bay is going to get a big lead in this game. And I think they're just going to run the rock with him. He's two forty seven, man. He's just a complete bowling ball. I think that's how they're going to close out games this year. So, I think if you're in DFS, AJ Dillon's a great play. If you're in a deep league, start him. Um, I want to sit Traquan Smith. I'm tired of people even talking about this dude. He has done absolutely nothing um, at all. And then I want to stop people from anything to do with Adam Troutman. He he might be a good real life tight end. He might do the dirty work and all that stuff, but he has shown absolutely nothing. Jawan Johnson is the fantasy tight end to own there. I think he's going to be a huge red zone presence. We all know what Bray does uh, with Jameis out there um, and OJ Howard when he was healthy. He loves the tight ends in the red zone. So I think that's your guy there. Um, Devondre Campbell is my defensive player out here. I think he steps in and establishes himself as, the old Blake Martinez role where he just goes to town, gets racks up the tackles right there in the middle. Um, Green Bay is going to win this game. I've said it, uh, said it a couple times here, but that is my call for that one. You're obviously starting um, Devonta Adams. I think he's going to have just a monster, monster game. And I think Marquez Callaway on the other side is going to have a monster game. I'm not sure how I feel about Aaron Jones this week. Um, I think he, I think <laughs> most of it's going to go through the air. I think he's going to get, get some touches here, but I do think they build a lead pretty quick and just turn to Dylan to run out the clock. Um, I, you guys,
1: I like that. I know. Yeah. I agree. Um Obviously you're starting Aaron Jones. You're not going to not start Aaron Jones. Like we
0: said, Steds, and it's
1: not like it's a bad matchup,
0: but yeah, I agree. I mean, New AJ... Orleans lost a lot of guys on that line this year. And I just, I think they're just going to run it up the middle. I think I'm... that's the play.
1: My, my biggest,
0: upset of the draft was
1: the fact or drafts in general was the fact that <clears throat> AJ Dillon all of a sudden like skyrocketed up boards and was like I mean there's not much to grab at that point like you're you're in the seventh round there's pretty much no starting running backs anymore but AJ Dillon was like one of the first backups picked and I was so pissed about it
0: yeah dude he was going above Moss for there for a while in a couple drafts I was doing I and... don't understand that still but that's fine yeah hey <laughs> I like Let AJ me. Dillon
1: I think he's going to be good I think he's going to slide right into that Jamal Williams role and he's going to piss off a lot of Aaron Jones owners. Yeah, dude,
0: with his size, I don't see any way. I mean, that's that's a Derrick Henry 2.0. Probably not as talented as Derrick Henry, but, I mean, he's going to wear the defense down. That's it's surprisingly that's fast, cool. fast for as big as he is, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, man, so next game, uh, Chicago and Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm not really pumped about anyone in this game right mm. here. Uh, Chicago knows Stafford really well we've played him for a long time. I do think Chicago's defense is going to be improved under Sean Diasi. And I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be able to move the ball against the Rams. So I think it's going to be more of a defensive affair. It's going to be a little bit more of a chess match here. Um, I would start Cooper cup. That's my start of the week. I think he's going to go against Kendall builder for the bears Our number two. I think woods is going against Johnson over there and, I could see Cup catching like seven or eight balls this game. I don't think it's going to be for a lot of yards, uh, but that's my start right there. Uh, my sit is Sony Michelle. I, we don't know what he's going to do yet. So please stop with the Sony Michelle stuff. I do think he's going to get some time, but it's week one. He was signed a couple weeks ago. I think Daryl Henderson leads the backfield here, and Sony will mix in more throughout the year, but you're sitting him this week. And... It threw me off so much when you said Sonny Michelle. I was like, wait, I thought we were talking about the Rams. Like, yeah. I, I just,
1: like, for a second, I completely forgot.
3: No, It's going to be weird. Uh,
1: I don't mean to interrupt you, Joe, but I agree. No, no. I, think, I think Henderson gets the line share, and I think Henderson doesn't look good off the start of it either because the Chicago Bears' rush defense is pretty darn good. So I think Sonny Michelle will come in for, like, a couple series just to see if they can get the ball moving because Sean Bermuda likes running the ball. But like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout in quotations there, like, they're going to be throwing and nobody's going to be catching. On it's going sides. to
0: be a defensive shootout. It's yeah,
1: just
2: going to a be...
0: defensive shootout. Yeah, I mean, I think Stafford's the... going to throw some picks. I think. What are, are the
2: odds that Justin Fields gets in the game? I don't think so. Zero percent. Zero. Zero.
1: Zero. I actually saw barring injury,
2: obviously. Bar, barring injury,
1: but even then, I mean, they could throw Nick Foles in, but I doubt they're dressing three quarterbacks. I'm not saying it. I saw this That's on uh, whatever thing. It Actually, they made a good point is they're not starting him because he's not ready, basically. Um, and why throw him into a team that's just going to destroy him? Like you want to start him on a either a shitty team or a team or a start of a game. You don't want to throw him in when they're down by three touchdowns. You don't want that to, him, that to be his first NFL action. I think Andy Dalton finishes out the game pretty much no matter what, barring injury. And I hope that's not how they throw Fields in against Aaron Donalds. I, I don't want to see it. I want to see no. Justin Fields come in next week after Andy Dalton throws four picks.
0: Yeah, which I think could very well happen. I think, you know, Nagy's going to turn to the run, and, but our line, I mean, if Larry Borum doesn't play, I think our line's just going to be toasted, especially by those guys. Uh, I really wanted to say start Monty because Brackers isn't there anymore, but I have no confidence in this line right now. So you're starting Monty if you drafted him. I just would not expect a massive game. He's going to get you, you know, 10-12 points, which is serviceable, but I don't see a whole lot more than that. I could see Montgomery being the
1: shining star on that offense because I think they're going to give him the ball to make sure Andy Dalton's comfortable. You know, obviously obviously the Rams are going to sell it to try to make Andy Dalton throw, but I think – I think Montgomery might surprise people. I mean, yeah, I think this is
0: a Robinson game. Really. If you're, if you're looking for the stud, I think Robinson, Andy Dalton's going to get the deer in the headlights look that he always gets. And he's just going to start throwing it to Robinson all the time on that one. And then my stop is stop the, uh, Darnell Mooney hype train for this week. Only. I think, uh, the revenge of Jalen Ramsey after being called, uh, Darnell Mooney's son repeatedly forever is going to prove a point that that man is not going to catch a ball at all. He might even guard him during pregame. I but don't know.
1: I just, I want Mooney to do so good just so
0: you can come back on the podcast next week and be like, Darnell Mooney's Jalen Ramsey's father. Dude, I, I hope for it so bad. I just, I don't see it happening. I think he's going to sell absolutely out. And that's why I think Robinson's going to have a big game, just because he's going to be creeping over to Mooney's side on every play. Just to make sure that dude doesn't catch a ball, because Jalen Ramsey has quite the ego. So well,
1: the news is, if you have Mooney, you should have someone above him.
0: Yes, but pump it for one week. Next week, by all means, go for it. Um, IDP, uh, start your studs. I think. Um, I think the presence of Sean D'Asio as a defensive coordinator is going to help Eddie Jackson a ton, and I think we see him return more to the 2018 Eddie Jackson, where he's getting interceptions left and right, and he's actually making plays on the ball. So he's my uh, he's my IDP guy to keep an eye on. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see Ogletree start in Trevathan's place. I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, As for the Rams, I mean, you're starting your guys. uh, Troy Reader is going to be really interesting to watch as far as if he actually solidifies that job or if they rotate the linebackers a little bit more than we'd like to see. Because we all know the value that L.A. has in the middle there.
1: So. All right, I, I want to go back to a defensive player. I was just rattling off safeties because I thought it was going to be a good game. You know one to watch just for the Philadelphia, just in general? Josh Sweat. Uh, Derek Barnett looks like shit, uh, never has lived up to his name. And as you're talking about your team, I know you know your team very well. Uh, Josh Sweat has a chance to be like that dude on the Eagles. I'm not saying go drop someone important for him, but just keep an eye out on him. He could he could very well ha- be the best defensive and or lead,
0: lead the Eagles in sacks basically. Sorry. I like it. Joshua, is he still available in the dynasty league? I think I got him you in, got one, him. Of them. in one of them. Somebody, somebody
1: has them in one and I have him in the other. I
0: was, I was I was thinking about picking him up the other day. I did not do that though. So uh, moving Thank on you. to, Oh, by the way, I think uh, the Rams win. I don't, I don't think I covered that one, but anyway, going back to the chargers and Washington, uh, This is going to be another defensive battle. I think this is just going to be all defense. Uh, There's going to be a couple big plays here, but I don't anticipate a super high scoring game out of any of this. I would say my start of the week. And again, this is a little bit deeper is Jared cook. Justin Herbert's going to throw the crap out of the ball. I think Jared cooks going to be on the receiving end of a touchdown at least. And Curtis Samuel hurt himself today. So another deep play is going to be Diami Brown.
2: So excited, it's
0: corrected. yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to watch him play. I mean, I think McLaurin draws the most of it. My my fade is going to be Logan Thomas. Um, I don't see him catching a lot up the middle with uh, Kenneth Murray back there. He's really good in coverage, and I think Derwin steps in to help stop him too. But um, leaving, you know, we all know the Chargers have decent quarterback cornerbacks, so they're gonna stop the receivers. But uh, I think. I think Logan Thomas is going to be a fade for me this week. And then absolutely we are sitting Mike Williams. Um, I hate this guy. Until I, will tell you to, I will tell you to sit him every single week, even if he has a cupcake matchup, do not start <laughs> him. I don't think he belongs in the NFL, but uh, I don't have much to say. I can't be in the NFL either. So um,
1: I actually <laughs> want to go, I want to go back to um, Mr. Uh Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm, I'm distracted. Who's the tight end for Washington? Logan Thomas. Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. He's, I'm sorry. I'm doing something right now, getting ready for another segment. Uh, but, no, I think he's my fade for tight end in general. I think everyone is really excited about him as the, what, fifth or seventh to best tight end. I'm fading him all together. His big play was he got targets, and now that, obviously, Curtis Samuel's injured right now, and we just talked about Brown. Browner there, there's more options, and then Gibson, and then McKissick. I think the reason he was so good last year is there was no one else to throw to other than McLaurin out on the wide suit and
2: catch ball. Catchers. I feel like the problem is they just paid him a big contract, so I feel like they're going to expect some things
1: I, out of I'm him. I'm just saying I think he'll be worse than people expect.
0: Okay, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never been a big tight end guy. He has not. With. So that uh, was I the that was Logan. the reason I like where O.J. OJ Howard never him. broke out. Right. I like where you're getting him in drafts. I do right too. Now. I do
1: too as a tight end. Cause yeah. he's not overpaid right now.
0: You know, he's going to get the targets. I mean, their offense Riviera wants to run it through that. So I don't think he's going to have as big of a season last year, but I think it'll be pretty good. And then my, my IDP stop for today is stop freaking out about Derwin James. He had two freak accidents. He's still extraordinarily talented. He is my start for for idp so throw him in there fire him up don't even worry about it he'll be just fine i've had a lot of comments about people dropping him and you know trading him for like nothing essentially he had two freak accidents he'll be fine and he's gonna put up a lot of points i
1: traded him to you for a second rounder yeah that was not nothing i agree i i I I wasn't talking about you yeah i just felt like it was a stab uh no i think uh i think I agree with Joe. I want Derwin James to succeed. He's a great safety, honestly, top five safety. If he can just stay healthy, let's see what these injuries actually did to him. But um, I don't think he's quite top five yet, but he's up there. Like he still can be
0: that guy. Let's, let's see it. Like, I think everyone's rooting for it at this point. Yeah. The game itself, like I said, I think it's going to be defensive. I think both these quarterbacks have the arms to make something really interesting happen, but I think LA, LA runs away with it at the end of the game. I just think Herbert's going to just start slinging it, and he looks good. Now, if Eckler is out, that changes my uh, my dynamic a little bit. But um, if Eckler's out, start Roundtree and DFS, I'm telling you. I'm sure he's like
2: $1. Probably.
0: Yes. Yeah. Anything to add to that one? I don't. I like it. Dude, Billy, this team is awesome. Do <laughs> we want to stop and talk about this for a second?
2: <laughs> we can get to it at the end. Okay.
0: All right. So – Next, we're going to look at the 49ers versus the Lions. Um, I think San Francisco just absolutely runs away with this game. So you are starting DeAndre Swift. You drafted him to be your starter. He is going to catch the balls. It's going to be he's awesome. for
2: sure playing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he is in now. Yeah, he's yeah, playing.
2: Okay.
0: He is playing. And you're playing so, him
1: because he's going to catch all the balls when they're down, and they're going to give
2: him the ball all game, basically.
1: Cause. Yeah. He might catch 15 balls. You're playing outside. Hawk, though, too. You're not not playing Hawk ever.
2: No, you're definitely playing Still Hawk. I feel like running backs against San Francisco, but fair enough. See what happens.
0: He's going to catch. I'm not saying he's going to run the ball well. I'm I saying feel he's going to catch the ball well. I feel bad for everyone who grabbed Jamal Williams
1: a little too early in the last like week because they saw Swift's questionable. And then everyone, faded, and then everyone faded Swift like a round and a half, and I got him in two leagues. And I'm like, cool, that's where I'll take him.
0: I was in a draft with some Lions fans and they took Jamal Williams in the fourth round. So to be fair, Jamal Williams is going to have a role. Don't get me wrong. But
1: the thing is, is, if you drafted Jamal Williams in the seventh round, you were grabbing him or sixth round, you were grabbing him because Swift was going to be out week one. And you probably yeah. had Saquon or something, and you weren't sure about his health at the time. So,
0: right. No, I, Here. I like Swift a lot this week. Um, I'm going to sit Trey Sermon. I, until we see what happens here, that one's pretty easy. But people are drafting him earlier and earlier. I saw him in the sixth round the other day.
1: And he Yahoo, him.
0: And Yahoo's—he's up to like fifty. Like, yeah, he's ridiculous in Yahoo right now. You, if you got him in those leagues, you invested in him. But my advice is to sit him for this week and probably for the next three or four weeks, just until we figure out. I think most are going to have a big game in this one. Uh They're just going to kill the clock with it when they get down to the goal line. Um, I don't know. Wilson's out, right? Wilson's out this week. Mm-hmm. Six yeah. weeks at least. Yeah. And, and hasty looked pretty good too. So I think, I think they're going to rotate them, but I think Moser does the most damage in this game. So I would stop that. And then I'm going to stop hating on Quintez Cephas. I don't necessarily do it, but, uh, the sun God is going to catch some stuff, but Quintez Cephas, I think has the makings of more of a number one wide receiver, He's the bigger guy. He's going to be crossing around the middle. You saw that last year. He's really good at those routes. So I think you need to at least pick him up. Obviously, we're talking deeper leagues at this point, but I would not.
1: 0.6% owned. Yeah. Quintess.
0: Yeah. 0.6.
1: I got, I got, got, we'll get into this in a second.
2: That was before they got rid of Perriman, though.
1: Like, no, no, no. This was
0: today.
2: Well, I know, but like the reasoning I think is because a lot of people drafted before then.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and people people are slow on the uptake there. Exactly. that Makes sense. Uh, My defensive player that I'm keeping an eye on is Eric Armstead. He was awesome across from Nick Bosa, but with Bosa hurt last year, they asked him to be the number one, and he was not that guy. But in a complimentary role, I think he can get back up to where he was getting eight sacks a year. I I like him. Um, That's a guy that I just picked up recently. So definitely when you're watching the game on Sunday, keep an eye on him. And uh, San Francisco is just going to run away with it. Uh, I'm not super sold on Debo in this game. I think AX is going to have a couple big plays. Kittle is going to have a couple big plays there. But that's, I don't anticipate massive games for any of the San Francisco pass catchers, except for if one gets open. I think it's going to be a pretty much a team killing of Detroit so love, everyone's going to get a little bit. Yeah,
1: it, it sucks playing someone like that in a game like this because if they go up too fast, they're going to take it easy and run, basically. Mostert could be huge this week, and all those people who hate on Mostert is, are going to be like... Or, and then they're going to try to trade for him and stuff. No, I like can <coughs> and uh, Debo Samuel in the future. I think both of them are going to be serviceable together. I don't think it's going to be one or the other. I think it's going to be like 15, 20. Like, it's going to be pretty even.
0: Yeah, I think Detroit, you're starting Hawkinson, you're starting Swift. I, no one... I think no that's
1: just that goes for the entire year.
0: Yeah, whole year that's, until that's the year until starting. further notice. Awesome. So, last but not least, we got the Sam Darnold revenge game with Carolina going against the Jets. Uh, I see this being a pretty interesting game. The more I look at it, I think you know both defenses are kind of middle of the road. They've made some changes there, but uh, I don't really anticipate much defense in this game. You're obviously starting McCaffrey. I would. I'm not super pumped on DJ Moore. I think this is Robbie Anderson game. Um, the more I mean, Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold have the chemistry number one. But also, Marcus May used to play super deep in Adam Gase's defense with his regime. Salah is gonna move him up. I'm pretty sure. But he's still learning how to play in a new spot on the defense. So I think Robbie Anderson's going to absolutely destroy after the catch in this game. I think he's gonna have a big one. Um, I'm sitting Tyler Croft. This is a pretty easy one, but a lot of people got all excited out of the preseason game. I, until we see it during the season, I wouldn't put too much stock into that. Uh, stopping the Elijah Moore train again, like the Mooney one for this week. Uh, I don't see it until we see him out on the field and actually doing stuff. I think this is the Corey Davis show off the bat. I think the jets are going to try to run the ball a lot but I don't see Elijah Moore. He could have a big player too, but I don't anticipate him really being that dominant in this game. Obviously throughout the season, he is someone to roster. And then my IDP player in this one is CJ Mosley. I think he's going to have his absolute hands full with uh, Christian McCaffrey in this one. And I think the amount of tackles he's going to get is insane. So I like CJ Mosley a lot. Uh, probably the Carolina is going to win it because I don't trust the rook. No, I mean honestly, either this could be lost by either team. But you
2: trust Sam
0: Darnold, which is a human <laughs> dumpster fire. But yes, I think the revenge game goes in his favor. You probably. trust
2: Christian McCaffrey? Let's be honest.
0: Yes. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: McCaffrey's gonna have such a good day. I, right, I, I like
2: that—that's who you trust here.
0: All right, the weapons so- on Carolina are far superior.
1: Without further ado, since we're already going to be running long, I'll just go ahead and get into it. We're going to do another yep. little segment on the podcast each week uh, called WaiverWire Watch. Uh, we're going to pretty much miss all the waiver Wire ads, but Jordan will be doing. So check out the IDP Army for some uh, updates about what's you on Mondays on WaiverWire. Waiver um, so we're just going to kind of do a thing, and this will probably stay similar next week unless one of these guys pops off and he's on your waiver Wire list. But let's say you have... See, my, my example was Swift and he didn't play and you've got someone to throw in your IR and you need to pick someone up. That's This is what this segment's going to be for. If someone goes out, like, let's say anyone on your team, say you a Curtis Samuel, and you're like, ah, well, let me go add someone real quick. Just who knows? Maybe that'd be the guy. We do it every year. Well, I mean, I do it every year. I know, I'm pretty sure everybody else does too. Mm-hmm. Fill your roster at all times. Every, whether it's an IR, figure it out the next week. Don't worry about it. Um, my main thing in, on this is don't be the guy who drops the rookie running back or wide receiver for the next big thing week one. Um, I know we all pretty much said, don't start your rookies uh, other than Najee Harris, maybe Javante, maybe Trey Sermon, maybe Waddle, maybe Devonta Smith, maybe Elijah Moore. You know, you don't want to start any of them, but like pretty much don't start any of your rookies, like unless you have Najee Harris at this point. But my, my logic on this is, is, Just don't drop – like let's say you have Elijah Moore on your team and like Joe said, he he goes out there. Darnell Mooney goes out there and doesn't do shit for you week one. And you're like, okay, well, I'm dumping him for this running back who took over for – let's say Ramondre Stevenson did better than uh, Damian Harris, which by all means, go grab Ramondre Stevenson. Don't drop someone who's young and could be that Justin Jefferson last year because I played the game of – Justin Jefferson, Ayuk, and Rager, and I end up with Rager instead of both of those guys because I couldn't choose. I had Jefferson on my team, and I let him go because I'm an idiot. Uh, That's fantasy football for you, but I'm just saying don't do this. Just week one, don't get overzealous. Unless there is an injury or there's someone and you have waiver wire one, don't drop someone important. Drop a, like, my logic would be like, let's say you have Chubba Hubbard on your team as your fifth running back, and you don't own CMC. And CMC goes out there gets thirty some touches and Chuba touches the ball two times. Absolutely drop Chuba. If you have him as your uh, backup to McCaffrey or handcuff to McCaffrey, by all means keep him. You could drop him if you want. I get it. Uh, but like you could go pick up Carlos. I I would keep it like Carlos Hyde if he goes out there and gets ten carries with fifteen to James Robinson. You know what I mean? Like something split like that. If you wanted to do that, okay. Anyway, don't drop any rookies. Like you drafted them for a reason. It's week one. Everyone panics week one. Um, and also, don't worry about what other people are doing. But the plus minus says if it says 15% of teams dropped this player, that doesn't mean you have to do it. Because 15% of people dropped Devonta Smith after week one doesn't mean you should
0: do it. Like People just, love to overreact.
1: There are love huge overreactions. Overreact. I love and those
0: I, guys that drop the rookies after week one. Those are my favorites. So you just scoop I, them up.
1: It's, it's week one and they're a rookie. And some of these guys like last year didn't even have training camp or preseason so they didn't really have the chance to like go out there but just you know grab yourself a speculative ad if you have an injury is my thing don't drop your people for no for a guy who might like because someone's going to go out there and drop someone for a like has been carlos hyde no offense to carlos hyde but like Le'Veon bell let's say let's say levy bell goes out there and rips off a 70 yard drive someone's going to drop like Jalen Waddle for Le'Veon Bell. And you're going to see it and you're going to laugh. Don't be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Anyway, so back to the little speculative ad thing. Grab someone. um, If you can stash someone in your IR, need to pick up a last-minute player. Um, My logic, like I said, was swift. But uh, here's some people with some pretty low ADPs on all positions. And stop me if anyone gets interesting here. Um, All the rookie quarterbacks pretty much are pretty low other than Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields is the second highest at 51 Mac Jones at 22, Trey Lance at 32. Um, all three of them are speculative ads, in my opinion. I think um, Mac
2: Jones needs to be rostered after this week. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I, I mean, Trey Lance as well, especially if you have uh, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or someone who doesn't have a buy till later in the year, like got a week 13 bye. You don't need them until then. Like, and, If you're in my league, Trey Lance is not available. I promise. Same. I, yeah. Well, I feel like I thought Trey Lance... But- I I, so Fields is only at 50, which I thought was surprising. Which we pretty much all know he's going to start eventually. Trey Lance being at 30 was still pretty surprising. And then Mac Jones, with all the news coming out, I assume people would get him more. But um, a couple non rookie quarterbacks that are super low that should be could be speculative ads. Uh, I talked about him Carson Wentz. Uh, I get it if you don't want to. Seven percent owned. So just saying there are quarterbacks out there. So don't panic if you have an injury or if your guy sucks. Uh, Daniel Jones, don't even like him, but he's going to have to throw the ball all year. So whether this is his breakout year or not, he's owned 12% of leagues. So a lot of people don't think so. Um, back to running backs. Um, Tony Jones, the epso facto running back we talked about earlier, 9% owned. Go grab him. If you have a spot open and you don't have him there, I don't know why he's better than probably your fifth running back. Yes. Um, I dropped him for I dropped Philip Lindsay for him, and um, I'm not really happy about that because I really like Philip Lindsay, but I don't trust Houston. Anyway, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, name to watch uh, for the Eagles. Four percent owned, uh, super low. He looked great in Memphis two years ago. He took the year off for COVID. Uh, could be the new running back for the Eagles. I would hate to say that, but I love Miles Sanders. If you're a Miles Sanders owner, think about him because that would suck if you lost your guy. Uh, Damian Williams for Chicago. He is the number two in Chicago. And Tariq Cohen's out for six weeks? At is, least. Is he? Yeah, so he's pupless. Um, So, yeah, uh, Damian Williams could be one. 7% owned. Ramondre uh, Stevenson, we talked about him a little bit earlier. 20% owned. I don't know why he's not drafted in all leagues right now. We haven't really seen it from Damian Harris yet. I know he's the guy there, but this is a chance. Fantasy football, like, you grab the backups. And then Carlos Hyde I talked about a bit, too. Actually, only 15% owned, so... I would throw like,
2: I would throw Wayne Gallman in there for Atlanta. Um it, what? If Mike Wayne Davis goes Williams, out, who else is I, it gonna be? Like Latavius Murray. He's not there yet. <laughs> like, okay, you wouldn't project somebody who's not even on the team. Nah,
1: I'm just kidding. I just don't think well, Wayne Gallman's good. I get it though. Yeah. I mean, I'm not to, saying he's
2: good, it's opportunity, right? That's what we're here for. That is what
1: we're here That's for. That's what I'm the sorry.
2: point of waiver wire is, is to monitor opportunity. Mike Davis is 30 freaking years old, which, you know, seems old as hell. But, I mean, that's how old we are. But that's beside the point.
0: Well, the Bears thing. didn't use Mike Davis for three years. so
2: That's true. Just wasted. <laughs> Just fresh legs.
0: Them. Fresh
2: yeah. legs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, right. You've seen his legs.
0: Those things are thick. Those two-sies. are thick, fresh legs, man. Thick legs. You got some it's like going to the grocery store and buy one of those rotisserie chickens. That mm-hmm. always got the one the, the of the hormone. big bone. Yeah. Real unhealthy, but man. Oh, yeah. they taste thighs. good, though. Thick thighs. All right, Josh. All right. Sorry. Anyway, there are plenty more.
1: I just these are just some some of the ones I spot. I'm spotlighting right now because these guys might be big names in the in the future. Um, so wide receiver Terrace Marshall, Rashad Bateman, Diami Brown, Rondale Moore, um, and Amon Ra St. Brown, all rookies. Uh, all owned twenty percent or less. Diami Brown is owned one percent. That's crazy. And this is before the Curtis Samuel injury. Albeit, but he's still the third wide receiver on Washington. Like I guess everyone thinks Logan Thomas is the second. Uh, but anyway, Bateman's at eight percent. Terrace Marshall and Rondell Moore is twenty percent, and then Amon Ra is actually only twelve percent.
2: Bateman's a smart guy to pick up, put in your IR spot. By yes. the way, if you've got a spot ready for that.
1: Exactly. Um, and then I, I love Bateman. I love Terrace Marshall as well. And I, I maybe more for dynasty purposes because he's going to probably get overshadowed by DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. On Carolina, um, these are just names to to watch out for. Tyrell Williams is actually only owned in thirty five percent of leagues. I'm not super. It's wide receiver one, possibly. I was gonna say I'm not super excited about him. He looked really good on the Raiders uh, two years ago, but then got injured and hasn't looked good since. So,
2: hey, it's all about opportunity. Seriously. It's about opportunity.
1: So, like these are these are speculative ads. These are people that are probably better than your last player on your bench. You, if you have a backup kicker or a backup defense. Go ahead and drop them for these guys. It's not worth it. I promise you. Um, and then Quintez Cephas. Uh, that's more of a name to watch in the future. Like we said earlier, only 06 percent owned. Uh, that that guy might. Nobody knows who the Detroit number one wide receiver is right now, and it could be any of those guys. And it could I don't think Detroit knows who Detroit's number one receiver is. I don't I think so either. I don't don't either. it
2: wasn't Perryman apparently. Yeah. I'm
1: shocked, but he really hasn't looked good his entire career. Hey, man, if they
2: believe in Cephas like that, maybe that maybe that's telling.
1: I'm hoping that's the play. But anyway, yeah, uh, think about Detroit because whether the team's good or not, they're going to have to throw the ball. Some, someone's got to catch it eventually.
2: Um, and then Sterling Shepard's
1: my last one, 23% owned. Um, Slayton's got some injuries. They're saying Tony will have a role, but I don't know why everyone hates Sterling Shepard so much. I really like I, him, I actually. I asked
2: this a couple weeks ago. I wondered why everybody hated him so much. I, I, I agree. Him. Josh hates him, or care. not Josh, Joe hates him with a pass. I, so,
1: I don't give yeah. a shit. He's 23% owned, and the Giants suck, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot, and if there's an injury to any of those guys, he's pretty much, I mean, he's pretty much already a starter. So anyway, tight end. Cole Kimet, uh for the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's owned 23% of leagues, and I know some of y'all have some shitty tight ends on your team because it it drops off a cliff after like six. So think about him. Uh, I also got Fergster on there at 14%. And honestly, like Gronkowski's in a couple of leagues in free agency, like there are some tight ends out there. And I, I don't know who people got on their team because most people roster two tight ends and there's some pretty bad tight ends on people's teams. But Fergster, I really like with uh, um, Tennessee. He basically slides into that Johnny role and Johnny never really got a lot of passes uh, or like big yards and a lot of catches, but he did get a lot of touchdowns. And I think Fergster immediately slides into that. And that's really what you want as a tight end. So, and then, Komet, I think, is the future more so than anything, but Jimmy Graham is, he's not sustainable at this point. So keep an eye on him. And then I've seen Janu on a lot of waiver wires, speaking of him. Yeah. No, honestly, the Patriots, they, the Patriots tight ends went super late. And Johnny they're was like scared of,
2: I think both people are, or people are just scared of having them both.
1: I get it, but grab one of them. Like it's just your, it's your second tight end, hopefully. I mean, if you went Belichick late, has it.
0: had such a love affair with Janu Smith. Every time they play him, he's talking him up. All the time, and now he finally has him on his team. I, I think he's gonna have a huge year.
2: I think you're right. Okay, anyway, that's all, all, that's all, I, got right, that that's all I got
1: right now. And then my my logic is stream defenses. There was enough kickers yeah. out there for everyone to get one, unless people went for backups. But stream defenses if you weren't one of those stupid people who drafted a, a defense in the eighth round and let me get Noah Fant in the 11th. So that happened in the league. I just want to let you guys know, I'm pretty happy yeah. about it.
2: Okay. Well, that sounds good for the waivers. We'll check back in on Monday with Jordan to see if there's anybody new who maybe flashed over the weekend that we may be missed in this, but it's good to just put their little like flag or whatever it is on. That's what it is on ESPN, a little flag to kind of pay attention Yeah, for the watch list. So it's just good maybe to click on a couple of those names just so you're prepared in your redraft leagues. Okay, well, let's move on to the next thing we have. By the way, it's a long episode. If you're already, you know, made it this far in, we love you. We got a little bit further to go here, so it's week one. Prepare exactly. It's game, you know, week one preview. So we got to get everything out right now. So we're gonna go to the accolades, season-ending accolades. So we're gonna do offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, uh, defensive player of the year, and offensive player of the year slash MVP. So I'll give out mine first. We're probably going to agree on a couple of these. Why can't also, the
1: defensive player of the year be the MVP?
2: I um, one day, hopefully, we can get there. We, you know, we're all hoping for equality. It's unfair,
0: there, it's an unfair. They hope for progress,
2: exactly. But here's my list of players. So I've got Najee Harris winning offensive rookie of the year.
1: I do Pat- too.
2: Pat certain well, yeah. Okay, I guess we could just let's just go offensive rookie of the year. I think it's gonna be uh Najee Harris. Josh, you said you have Najee Harris, Joe, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, day. Justin Fields, Justin day. Fields, Justin Fields, day. Fields day. year. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I think Andy Dalton falls flat on his face. I think Justin Fields takes over and gets the Bears to the playoffs. We might win one game, but it's gonna be enough to get uh offensive wow. rookie of the I year. Proud, that's, I'm that's... proud of you.
1: I get that that's a homer pick but at the same time it's it could be possible. Oh yeah. He's the a only quarterback. quarterback he's the only rookie quarterback who's really leading his team to the um super the playoffs. Well, okay, but I was thinking more of him specifically leading him cuz yeah. I feel like like Trey Lance isn't leading San Francisco to the playoffs. They're pretty much already going.
2: Mhm.
0: Thanks guys. Appreciate Agreed. it. Okay. I still so, think it's Najee Harris. Yeah, I agree.
2: But anyway, defensive rookie of the year. I have a – the pick I have is Pat Sertain. I think he – it's not normally given to a cornerback, which I completely understand. I just think he's going to have one of those special seasons from that position, and it's going to be like, that's the guy we have to give it to because he's going to be that, like, that good in the secondary for Denver. My vote is Patrick Sertain. Josh?
1: I think you're wrong there, bud. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I like I we actually had this conversation earlier. I just don't ever see them give it to the defensive back. I think it'd be cool if they did, um, but personally, it'll probably be one of the linebackers. But I'm gonna go with a little hope. Homer pick here because it was real light on the defensive line this year. Um, I think it's gonna be quitty Pay. I think he steps right into a opportunity uh, to be that guy right away. He gets the role that defense is already good. So it's going to give him a little extra chance to get at the quarterback. I think he ends up with like nine or ten, eight or nine sacks. I want to give him 10, but that's tough, but the extra game he might. Um, so it's usually a defensive lineman, especially if you get a high number of sacks as a rookie. Um, but most likely it'll end up being a linebacker, but that's, that's my Homer pick. Cause I think Quidi
0: Pay will do it. I, I have a lot of faith in them.
2: Fair enough. Joe.
0: I've got another bit of a homer pick, so I'm all over this, dude. I think it's going to be Gregory Rousseau from Buffalo. okay. Yeah. I think – I mean, the voters – I think the Bills have the strongest chance to get as deep of any of the rookie teams as possible. So, I think having him – he's a behemoth of a man, Mm -hmm. and I think he's really going to start popping at the end of the year there. So, I think when the votes count, the Bills are going to be in the playoffs, and he's going to be popping out. So,
3: Hey, I actually
1: think you're right. Bill, I actually take this back. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore won it in 2017, and Jace, or Marcus Peters won it in 2015.
2: So there you go. There's precedent.
1: But mostly, the last two have been defensive line. Darius Leonard did win it, and then Joy Bosa and Aaron Donald, and of course Luke Kuechly and Von Miller and stuff like that. So uh, it's usually the the impact players because it's hard to really quantify what a cornerback does unless they get interceptions or pass defended
2: or lots of tackles. I think it's possible, but we'll see. All right, on to Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, It's been Aaron Donald the past two years. I think it's going to be Fred Warner from the San Francisco 49ers this year. I think that he's been good the last couple years. People have kind of seen what he's done, you know, reading defenses, and I think this year is when he faults to the next level. Jordan is turning in his wherever he's, he's going to be right upset now. to hear that, but he also hates Aaron Donald for the, pretty much the same exact reasons. Well, so. but Aaron Donald gets it because he's
1: a unique position, which he's basically a defensive end. I don't know why everyone pretends.
2: Yeah, but he doesn't like get that. the numbers. He's just like, oh, he gets triple teamed. So that makes him the best player on the field. He is the best player on the field. It's not
1: that's not the thing, but TJ Watt won it last year and he should have. All right. Anyway, my, my, my defensive player of the year is yep. TJ Watt and or Nick makeup Bosa.
2: call I like it
1: yeah it's I I just think it's gonna be I think I think TJ gets it um but I all I also really like Nick Bosa and I think he's gonna have a huge year um now that he he's I think he's gonna be kind of either comeback one of the either comeback or makeup player I couldn't decide but I want to see TJ Watt win it because he deserved it last there's year.
2: so many comeback players that's why I didn't even put that one down because it literally is a crap shoot
0: <laughs> it really anyway, is but Joe I mean, defensive player of the year who you got Miles Garrett Again, I'm okay. going on the line. Uh, I like that, dude. I, they're they're all about who makes it deep into the playoffs is, is who yeah, wins it. So true. I think Miles Garrett wins it on that regard, and he's no, gonna have a monster. That's the game. problem is Cleveland's got to make it deep in the playoffs. No, dude, that that offense is gonna put up so much points, and he's gonna have so many opportunities fatigue. to pin just, his ears back. As long
1: right as he can back. not be a dumbass, I love Miles Garrett, but he's a new. Yeah, year. that's true.
2: Okay, so. uh NFL MVP for me, I've got Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills. I think that this is the year the Buffalo Bills transcend the Chiefs, and I think it's behind Josh Allen that they get there. Josh,
1: Mine, mine's one of those guys that like you wouldn't think right away, but then you'd be like, oh, yeah, kind of, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, um, I think oh, it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I've heard I of it's kind of one of those yeah like it's it's a wild card out there i, I wouldn't bet on it because like the odds aren't that great because <laughs> he's the best player in the league no um i i think my obvious one is patrick mahomes because he is the best player in the league and me and billy talked about it earlier he's like how is he not won it every year he's always the best player in the league. uh obviously aaron Rodgers had a great year it's last shocking year.
2: that he's only won one but yeah. i mean he's only been in the league technically three years playing so
1: exactly and then um my my Homer pick just for fun here is uh, Justin Herbert. I think he's going to have a huge year this year. Not I don't think fun. he necessarily has the uh, the talent that Mahomes and um, Josh Allen has around him, but I think he could make a play for one of the best quarterbacks in the league this year. And I'm really excited about him.
2: Okay, Josh or not Josh? So you just said it, Joe. My name is Joe. Bill, it's great. To well, I know I got him. Josh Allen. Got Josh sitting there. It's Joss. Anyway, so many so. so many Josses floating around. Alright, Joe.
0: I'm here for the last dance, man. Aaron Rodgers. Wow, back Dude, to back. Super, is so badass. Super Bowl MVP. Oh, wow. Oh, no, there's no offensive way. Offensive player of the year. No, I, wow. I, I, I will
1: I will fireball bet you that they do not make it to the Super Bowl.
0: Okay.
1: We haven't had a fireball bet in a while, and there it
0: is. 149 oh, right. in. Book it.
2: That Green Bay won't make... Okay, Joe, I'm pretty sure well, that you already... I win, hit... do you have to oh, take no, no,
0: 31 no. shots or what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny
2: but okay that's who we got comeback player of the year there's too many people let mean, dak burrow like there's just so many fucking names christian mccaffrey i'm sure can be on that there's too many people that could be that so we're not gonna guess who that person's going to be but all right let's get on to our last segment joe give us a little uh
0: dfs breakdown real quick Welcome to uh, Joe's Corner, the DFS breakdown thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called.
2: The did DFS not, say did not say thing. not say thing.
0: All right. So I absolutely love playing DFS. It's my jam. Um, I, I wrote down a couple tips that I would like to share with y'all. And I'm going to start off with you need to understand that most of the people playing DFS are casual fans like the guys in your home leagues. These are the guys that take Mahomes first overall. They see the big name on the paper. They figure out how to make the numbers work and that is their lineup. So these guys are going to go out and they're going to enter a bunch of two, three, $5 tournaments with all the stock guys that they should be putting in 50 fifties and stuff, but they are going to enter them into tournaments. So you really don't have to worry about those guys too much. The guys you have to worry about are the sharks, But you can mitigate the impact of the Sharks by becoming a Shark. So you need to do the weekly research. You need to look at the start. You start your team on Mondays. You look at matchups, injuries, weather concerns, all that stuff throughout the whole week. And you constantly adjust your lineups on there. I'm not a big guy. I'm not making like 100 different lineups a week. But I'm always changing stuff. You're going to see an injury pop up, be it a cornerback on the other team or the other wide receiver lining up across from someone and you're going to be able to see value there when you look at the salaries and stuff. Uh, My favorite way to play the tournaments is an 80, 20 approach. I always do 80% 50, 50s, double ups, that sort of thing. And 20% in tournaments. So a lot of guys just go in and do the tournaments. Um, You're going to lose your money really fast that way, but you need to supplement it. If you do the 50, 50s, those are really easy. Those are really easy. All you have to do is beat half the half of the guys in that. So if you're doing your research and you're looking at these different matchups and stuff, it's really easy to win those and supplement it. So once you build your bank roll up, then you start entering more tournaments and eventually you're going to hit one and those pay out pretty good. So do you guys play DFS at all?
2: I, I used to. I used I, to.
1: I dabbled yeah. at it for a while. I won a lot and then I started losing and I stopped.
0: That's the
2: exact answer. same thing happened to me. Exactly. Did you do
0: part. tournaments more?
2: I did head to head more.
0: Head to head. Yeah. I did a little head-to-head bit of everything. Off. I did uh like
1: like 10 team, and I would do like the big ones, and I was winning them too. I was like, not big ones, but like you know, 150 people, everybody puts a dollar in, and I'd get like 12 bucks back on that dollar, like every time, and then all of a sudden I just lost everything,
0: and I don't know what happened, and I was like, I'm good. Yeah, it's really easy to to lose everything, and you have to be very careful. So, this is gambling. If you have a problem, you need to stop. One all the hotline. I don't know what it is, but you probably shouldn't be listening to our podcast. Yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't a, be at all. So, Billy, with the with the head to head thing, did you like do it with people you know, or was it
2: just random people on the internet? Did you create the five and ten dollars? What
0: did you like create it?
2: No, it was just a one v one.
0: Yeah, they had those on DraftKings. Or, yeah, yeah or but whatever. did you like? Did you like sign up first and then someone else got matched with you?
2: Yeah, or yeah, because you just yeah. click on five dollar game and they would just match you with somebody, and then you wouldn't find out their lineup until the game day.
0: Yeah, then... so that's that's a mistake that a lot of people do in head to heads. They'll create a head to head matchup and they'll get matched by somebody. A lot of times, these big players that have a ton of money will look through that and they will find the guys sitting there and they will join that league. Um, especially the low dollar one.
2: I don't even, I don't, I feel like I didn't do
0: that then. Cause
2: I definitely just clicked on a, a name and got matched with that person. I am pretty okay. sure I, cl- I must've joined a game.
0: Okay. So a little bit different there, but you guys gotta be careful so. with those head to heads. If you are doing a head to head, join someone else's, do not start your own. That's something I picked up along the way, but moving along. Um, I always start my lineups by looking at the values first. I find the cheap guys, um, the guys that I think are going to outperform their price. You look at the anomalies in the price and that sort of thing while looking at the matchups. And I, I write those guys down a lot of times I'll get on DraftKings and I will start my lineup by putting a couple cheap guys in there and seeing how the rest of it can, can be built out from there. Um, a lot of, really popular tournament plays are stacking a quarterback, a wide receiver and a tight end, and then finding the guy on the other team that you think will, will really go off. It's a great strategy. If you really think like this week, I think Arizona and Tennessee is going to be a really high scoring game. So if you can figure out a way to go, I mean, you could do Tannehill and Julio and AJ Brown, you could do all of them and you're probably not going to have a way to get Hopkins in that lineup. But if you could put the Rondale Moore, and A.J. Green and one of those guys happen to go off and it's a high scoring game, you have a really good opportunity to get in the top 25% of that tournament. So it's definitely something to look at there. Uh, The running back and defense stack is uh, is a really interesting one that it pretty much just guarantees that your team is always generating points in some way. So if you have like this week, I really like the Gus Edwards and Baltimore defense stack. I think they're going to slaughter Las Vegas and I think the defense is going to put up a lot of points as Derek Carr screws up, but then you turn it around um, and Gus is going to be running the ball down the throat and killing the clock for the team. So it's really a good way to make sure your team is always scoring points. Another tip that I have is I always play the Thursday through Sunday games, um, but I never have any players for the Thursday night game. People love getting they love watching their players play so they're going to join the thursday through sunday game there's going to be a really high ownership percentage on the thursday night guys so i always like loading up on sunday or late sunday um picking picking whatever games i like and, and doing nothing on thursday on that one plus as you get into the season the thursday night games are garbage they're i, not good. Are. I so, think this is going to
1: be a good one but yeah you're
0: right oh this one's fine because it's basically the week one so yeah rest when work. they start not getting the rest and their injuries and stuff it just turns to garbage so i love taking advantage of those thursday guys um, and not playing them um week one's awesome for me uh there's always insane value which we're gonna go over here in a second some of my favorite ones but i usually put in quite a bit of money on week one and in the years past i have absolutely slaughtered because you're getting people that have not done the research that we possums have been doing So I am some money off of that.
1: I think, I think this year in general for DFS, obviously it might narrow out later once people start getting their correct values and stuff. But I think this year in general, I just feel like there's so many running backs. There's so many wide receivers. There's like in split backfields and there's just like teams with three wide receivers. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah.
0: If you look at the value right now, I'm going to run through these really quick on some of my favorite plays for DFS. Um, Again, I'm focusing majority on the cheap guys um, I don't think you guys need help figuring out which wide receiver is going to absolutely eat it this week. Uh, it's Devante Adams. He's going to score a shitload is, of points. Is he a cheap but guy? No, no, I think he's 8,100 on there. But if you roster some of these cheaper guys and you can afford to put him in there, you know, I have a lineup right now that has Adams and McCaffrey in it, which I think is going to absolutely kill it. So there's a lot of value to be had on week one. So definitely check it out and look at it. Check out these guys though. Um, Tannehill versus Arizona, they have them at 6,500. Kind of middle of the road price for a quarterback, but it's not going to blow your budget at all. Uh, Wentz versus Seattle. That's why when we were going over our game previews, uh, you guys covered a lot of these dudes, but he is 5,600 right now on DraftKings. And then I have Darnold versus the Jets at 5,000 and Jameis versus Green Bay at 5,200. Those are great values right there. There's a lot of good stacks there. So, you know, the Jameis one, you could throw Marquez Callaway in there. I don't think Marquez Callaway is going to have a massive game. Or you could throw Devontae Adams in there and really load up on that game itself. You could pair Jameis with Kamara. You could do a bunch of stuff there. Um, at running back, I have Gus. He's $5,600. That's insane. I'm surprised. Le'Veon, yeah. Le'Veon just signed. He's not doing anything this week. If he does, he might get a couple carries. But it's the Gus show this week. And they are going to slaughter Las Vegas. Uh, Chase Edmonds is another guy. They have him at 4,600 right now. Again, we are stacking that game if you're listening to me. So a ton of catches right there. DraftKings is a PPR format. So you can get a lot out of him. Um, this one's kind of crazy to me. Antonio Gibson is 5,900. That's pretty obnoxious for running back price. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is 9,100. Just to give you an idea the, of the, the difference problem
1: there. The problem
0: with that is everyone knows who Antonio Gibson is, and everyone's going to yes. buy Antonio Gibson. Yeah, but I mean, as as just still a guy there. on your team that's kind of a a base guy right there, if yeah. you can get your lower ownership guys throughout here. Uh, that's still easy. wild that he's that low. Yeah, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Um, A.J. Dillon, I talked about him earlier. I think he's going to really put up some points against the Saints there. He is $4,000. Moving on to wide receiver, A.J. Brown, $7,100. I think that's still a value for him at this point because we're stacking that game. I'm just going to keep saying it. That's going to be an awesome game. Um, Arizona lost an and Butler. We talked about it earlier. I think A.J. Brown's going to absolutely feast. Uh, OBJ is at $5,400. Um, people freak out about the question marks. I've talked about this with Josh before, but on DraftKings and duel and all the DFS sites, people freak out about the question mark. He's going to play and he's going to have a good game on there. Robbie Anderson is 5,700. I already talked about Darnold. Uh, I think he's going to have a massive game with him. And my favorite play of the week is Michael Pittman at $4,100 for wide receiver. Wentz loves to throw it around the yard. He is just going to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. It's not going to a running back. If it does, it's going to be 10 feet over his head. So Michael Pittman is going to be the de facto number one. I think he gets peppered with targets and what I think is going to be a high scoring game uh, at tight end. Kyle Pitts is 4,400. Josh, I'm sorry, but he's going to light up Philly. I
1: can't believe he's option. at 4,400. That's super cheap. Yeah. Uh, maybe probably because he's a rookie, but
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly why. But this is the stuff that you get week one that you're not going to get throughout the season. So No, not at all. Yeah, after if he has a big game this week, he's going to go up to 6,500, and you're not going to be able to get him in your lineup very easily. I just right now. we're going
1: to shut down Cowpitz, but good
0: idea. I like it. It's, it's going to win. Call it against uh, the Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Everett's a really good uh, sneaky play at 3,400 versus Indy. I think Russell Wilson finally has that deep um, in-line tight end that he's always wanted, and I think Everett could have a couple big plays in that one. Again, I'm really – I think Jared Cook's going to have a good game this week. He's at 3,800, so a little bit more expensive than the other two tight ends of Colt Komet and Everett, but uh, mm-hmm. I think he has a big game. And then Cole Komet's my last guy at 3,800. The ball's got to go to somebody. Andy Dalton loves him, and I think he could have a lot of points this week. So that's kind of wrapping up my DFS thing, so I want to give you guys some tips and some plays this week.
2: Sounds and- good. I'm yeah. going to try to unlock my account so I can actually play this week, but <laughs> I have to sign, send a freaking picture of me with my ID next to my face to those fucking... Oh, uh, I forgot about that. That was Website. I, I tried another way to get in and it's not going to allow me, so I'm going to have to do that, I guess. You
1: got to spread your butthole and send it to them. Oh, for the, yeah, I
2: know. It feels like that i uh, we'll try to get in we,
1: we'll try not to be this long next time but we just uh week one we're all excited obviously as you we see we're so excited we'll tighten it we'll, we'll,
2: we'll tighten it up a little bit maybe we'll do two parts in the future who knows um do y'all want to learn how my draft went since we're already here
1: uh, i mean yes. we're here so might as well
2: <laughs> why not keep everybody just a little bit longer so i went mccaffrey justin jefferson austin eckler were the first three picks which is just kind of insane to me. People are already that off of Eckler that he's fallen that to 24. That's a little wild to me. Uh, Keenan Allen, Gus Edwards, Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, uh, LaVisca, Chenault, and Herbert. Um, then I went Antonio Brown, Jamal Williams, Corey Davis, Michael Carter, and then I got the 49ers defense. You
0: said this is a How 12, did you man? get Antonio Brown in the 10th round? In a 12-man.
2: Hundred twenty, I know it's this is this is a for fun league so a lot of these people are like yeah a lot of these people are like let me take Pat Mahomes in the first round or Josh Allen in the first round or whatever so I don't know it's good for bragging rights though they'll learn yeah for sure
1: all right Anyway, um, check us out on Offensive Points, uh, Twitter, and TikTok now. Uh, Billy runs that channel for us. at the IDP
2: Army on TikTok, by the way. We'll be on there. We're already getting tons of comments, so we enjoy seeing that.
1: And Joe was a lot younger and less fat that we were, people were really, he's excited. not as balding apparently. Uh, as bald. yeah. uh, that, I, I love that comment by the way. I, I, that I, is
2: great. I don't know who Jay Morgs is, but thank you. We needed yeah, that. We all needed that.
1: We had it. We enjoyed that thoroughly for sure.
2: Um, yeah. So please connect with us. However you want. We'll do whatever. Um, Discord's is always popping for the IDP army Twitter. I, we're, I'm on there all the time. Josh and Joe are also on there all the time. So please say whatever you can or, you know just pop in say whatever and then uh yeah TikTok as well apparently that's something so we're gonna keep that going we're on the at the idp army tick tock so and
1: juju shout us out on TikTok because i love your milk crate challenges
2: sure mm. joe get us out of here
0: you beautiful beautiful possums we love you have a good night enjoy some football
2: football